The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Kind of around the right side to the 25 to the 30, 35, 40. He's got a lane and he's going to go. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This game is being brought to you by Ed Noah McLeod, attorneys at 513-381-7333. The Substation 2 in Florence, 859-371-9190. Jason Regelsberger, State Farm Insurance at 513-574-8811. The Lucky Turtle, Frank Cedar, Roger Bacon, Grad. T-Spot, Window 10 and Audio, call 513-829-2530. Pioneer Auto Service with Matt Vollmer at 513-851-5131. Borgman Athletics at 513-844-1420. Sunday's Pub, located at 8582 Winton Road. Transform You Fitness, call 513-645-3294. Eric Geiger State Farm Insurance at 513-574-0321. Jake Sweeney Automotive, Ascent Safety Solutions. Game On Sports Bar, located at 5880 Cheviot Road. RJL Insurance, call 513-322-5637. Stacy Heating and Air, call Jim at 513-202-0407. And Bunderhart Catering, 513-554-1969. Now let's go to the field for this Roger Bacon Spartans high school football game. From Bonvesevich Stadium here at Roger Bacon High School. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh, and tonight we have got high school football action for you on UltimateSportsTalk.com as the Bishop Fenwick Falcons come to town with a record of 6-2 and two overall. They are 4-1 and one in the GCL Northern Division. Meanwhile, the Roger Bacon Spartans come in with a record of 3-5 and five on the season. Looking for the upset, they are 1-4 and four in the GCL Central. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com as it is homecoming evening for Roger Bacon here tonight. And it is also the final home game of the regular season. It's also the final home game of Roger Bacon playing in the GCL as they are going to move into another conference next year. And it is also the final home game for basically the existence of this stadium and the way it looks right now. The renovations are going to begin next spring. They'll do it in a two-phase type of situation. They will do part of it coming up. Uh, this spring and summer, and then they will put everything on hold and play next season here, and then they will finish things up the following year, and the entire stadium should be renovated by the year 2020. We'll talk more about that during tonight's broadcast with Rob Rickenbaugh. A lot of activities have been going on around Roger Bacon here today. They had the Homecoming activities going on. A pregame social was held in the back parking lot of the high school. A parade started about 5.15 in front of the school, and that went around. The school spirit shop is still open. It will be open until 7 o'clock, so about another 15 minutes if you want to get down there and order something or buy something from the uh, school spirit shop. They were also giving tours of the school and the campus. That was 
going on until about 10 minutes ago. So a lot of activities happening around here for homecoming, and it is a big crowd here tonight, even though it is a rainy and overcast evening here in Cincinnati. This is a big weekend of football for you here on Ultimate Sports Talk as we've got tonight's game between Fenwick and Roger Bacon. And tomorrow I'll be making the trek up to Northwest Ohio where Mount St. Joseph will be taking on the Defiance Yellow Jackets in Heartland Conference football action. The Jackets are winless. Mount St. Joseph trying to bounce back after their disappointing loss to Franklin last Saturday at Schuler Field. Game time 1.30 will be on the air with the pregame show starting at 12.30 with Lions Rewind. These two teams, well, it's the final time they're going to meet under the GCL banner and the Roger Bacon Spartans over the last couple of weeks, they have played mainly on heart because they have had a lot of kids not only injured but sick. Zach Coleman missed last week's ball game. He's back tonight. Zuri Edmondson missed last week's ball game. It appears he's going to be back tonight. Corey Kiner played last week with a bad back, and it continually got worse and worse and worse as the evening went along. This is not the exact type of weather situation that you want for a bad back, believe me, I know. But Kiner feels good, feels the best he's felt in the last couple of weeks, so he is ready to go here tonight. He's just about 195 yards away from breaking the single-season rushing record. Coming into tonight's ballgame, Kiner has got on the ground 1,397 yards on 163 carries and 23 touchdowns. He's leading the league in rushing, but right behind him is Jack Fessler. Fessler, a senior, number three for Fenwick. He has got 1,318 yards on the season in 151 carries, just 12 shy of what Corey Kiner has done, and he's got 18 touchdowns on the year. So you've got, most nights you come in and it's going to be a battle of quarterbacks. Well, tonight it's going to be the battle of the running backs. You've got Corey Kiner on the Spartan side, and you've got Jack Fessler on the side of the Bishop Fenwick Falcons. But they've also got a freshman running back in Colt Bradshaw. He's got averaging six yards per carry. Doesn't carry the ball much because they really rely upon Fessler to anchor that running running offense that they've got. But he's got two touchdowns on the season also. So it is Roger Bacon and Fenwick. We'll be back to take a look at more of tonight's ballgame when we return right after this timeout. If I play sports for my school, I will have more confidence. I will get better grades. I will learn how to show good sportsmanship. I will be more physically fit. I will learn how to handle wins and losses in sports and in life. I will have more school spirit. I'll learn how to work together. I will learn to set goals and work to reach them. I'll make good decisions off the field. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. I will learn how to be a leader.
Well, tonight, not only is it homecoming and uh, also Legends Night, but it is also Senior Night. So let's turn it over to our public address announcer for tonight's Senior Night activities here at Bron Bazovich Stadium for Roger Bacon. the senior class here for Roger Bacon on the football team and let's reiterate who those players are you've got Zuri Edmondson, Luke Bird Brandon Tumlin, Zach Coleman Stan Hart, Kyle Gibbs Matt Stuchel, Zach Kappel Caleb Farrar, Nate Stark and Dylan Polk those are the players that will be playing their final game here tonight at Ron Bezovich Stadium on their senior year here with the Spartans these two teams played a year ago, and it was Fenwick coming away with a 13-point victory, 31 to 18 on October 20th. Fenwick held a slim 7 to 3 lead at the half before extending it to 14 to 6 in the third. The fourth quarter was an offensive explosion for both teams as Fenwick outscored the Spartans 17 to 12 to win by 13. Caleb Davis in that ball game ran for 189 yards and a touchdown. Corey Kiner also had just 51 yards in the game rushing, but he also had a 70-yard touchdown kickoff return. Tyler Bullock had 139 yards passing for one touchdown in the ball game. Last week around the GCL, here's a look at with the scoreboard. Chaminade Julian defeated McNicholas. 20 to 14, Alter over Baden 17 to 7, and Fenwick beat Purcell Marion. That's the Spartans' opponent next week, 31 to 14. So tonight's game around the GCL, Carroll will be at Purcell. Alter goes to McNicholas. That game being held at Walton Hills High School. Chaminade Julien plays Baden. That's at Fairfield High School. And by the way, outside of the GCL, the LaSalle Lancers at four and three on the year. Well, they were supposed to be playing. Broward, Florida Pumas out of Hollywood, Florida. They are 0-7, but because of the hurricane, Broward decided not to hold that game So and, get, and come up here. So that game was canceled, so LaSalle is off tonight. Joining us now, of course, as always, Rob Rickenbaugh for tonight's contest. Rob, we talked a little bit about 
the Spartans have got most of their players back. Zach Coleman's going to give it a try. Zuri Edmondson will be back. But Corey Kiner, that back, is a lot better this week. That's better. Uh, but the defensive side of the ball is where we have issues. You know, James Thompson out for the year. Michael Carson out for the year. Uh, have not been able to kind of get things right. You know, Mike's speech tonight to the team was... Uh, he's never been around a team with as much resiliency for all that they had to deal with this year, uh, which is kind of really freakish when you look at the, the scope of what has happened. But on the flip side of that, you know, a couple weeks ago we saw them really take Chaminade to the very last moments of the game. Probably should have beat them at the time Chaminade, number one in the state, said, you're the best team we've played all year. You probably should have beat us. Uh, this team tonight, with nothing to lose, with seniors who are out here to uh, give it one last go, the last time they ever play on this field, uh, coming out hopefully to punch Fenwick in the mouth. Yeah, this one is going to be, before last week's game, you thought, boy, this is the game where you could really garner a lot of points and make the playoffs. Basically, after last week's loss, the playoffs are right now out of the window. Right, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine before the game, because it's homecoming, Dave. Welcome to Roger yeah. Bacon homecoming for the second year. Uh, you know, this team, theoretically, if everything breaks right and they have no injuries, is 7-1. and one. Uh, And really, with a couple more kids, I thought they could have given Alter a little bit more of a, of a contest. So, it, you know, things don't go right sometimes. And really, next year was the year that Mike had pegged anyway for this team. But uh, nothing to lose tonight. And you, you, nothing like going out a winner at home uh, when you can as a senior. You know, 4-6 and six a year ago, they win in their next two ball games, and they finish with a better record than they did a year a year, a year ago. Yeah, that's true. But the one thing here, if you've watched the games like we have from up here all season, is this team's improved. And that, that's really where Mike is moving towards, is kind of building it up the right way. We don't take shortcuts. We don't bring kids in from all over the city and poach kids from public schools and other Catholic schools. We get kids who are committed to being at Roger Bacon and the special experience this is, which we'll talk about more at halftime, uh, building them up the right way, coaching them up, maximizing their abilities, and then getting wins on the football field, which are coming, right? They're coming for this team. Well, let's take a look at the GCL for the last, basically the last time that you're going to hear about the GCL in this stadium. Because next year the Spartans will be moving into a different conference in the Central Division. Baden is on top of it with a record of three and two. Purcell Marion and Roger Bacon each at one and four. And McNick is at 0 and five in the conference. In the Northern Division, you've got Alter on top of it with a record of five and zero. Julian and Fenwick each at four and one. And Carroll at two and three. So Rob, let's look at the computer rankings. And really, the only one that really means anything for tonight's ball game is Division 3 Region 12 where Kettering Alter is on top of it. They are number one. Chaminade Julian has dropped to number two. Wapakoneta at three. Then comes Bishop Fenwick at number four. For all intents and purposes, Fenwick is in the playoffs. Yeah. But right now what they're trying to do is make sure that they are going to host the first game. It never hurts to, to get a team at home in front of your fans, especially into the playoffs. Now, you know, they're going to have their hands full in, in that playoff division. You know, they're not going to have an easy route. They're not winning state, right? Uh, they have a hard time getting by some of those teams. But building on programs, right, home playoff games can do a lot to kind of propel a team. It did for us in 97 and 98. Uh, Fenwick, of course, hoping for the same magic. Well, after Fenwick comes number five, Vandalia. Trotwood Madison is at number six. Baden is at seven, and eight is Mount Healthy. Carroll moved up one spot from last week, beating Roger Bacon. They moved up from 12 to 11. Yeah. 
which doesn't hurt. I mean, we have a, a big Eastern Hills, which helps us. They're a Division One team, and that always gives us points and some some oomph when it comes to the schedule. But, uh, you know, that's a game I thought we should have won. Weather a little bit of a part. Injuries a little bit of a part. But really, that's a tale of two halves in that game, and a game that I, I think Mike Blount would have liked to have had. Uh, as it is, we leave one on the table. We've done that a couple times this year. Uh, but a fresh start tonight. It's homecoming. It's magic in the air here, and uh, hopefully we, we can take one home for these seniors. Rob, I've talked to a lot of coaches and a lot of the players over the last couple of weeks, and they all go right back to that one game that Friday night up in northern Ohio at Huron. You win that ball game, it changes the entire complexion of this season. Just from a confidence standpoint, right? Yeah. And, and that's really where Bacon's kind of been up and down is these moments where they're still a young team at heart. You know, I was talking to Principal Shad yesterday, actually. All of the offensive line comes back. Corey comes back. Your quarterback comes back. Most of your defense, right? Really almost everybody but Nate Stark and Zach Kappel and Stan Hart come back. So you're going to be loaded next year, really. Uh, and James Thompson, of course, graduates. But... The, the issue is, you know, kids finding ways to win games. We, we saw it a little bit last year. In fact, we saw it with against Carroll here last year when we said, you know, this is a game they got to kind of figure out how to win, and they did. We're not able to get it done against Huron. We're not close against Baden, close against uh, CJ here, close last week for a while. Uh, it, it's a growing process if you're going to do it right. It definitely is. Rob and I will be back to take a look and match up this ball game tonight between Fenwick and Roger Bacon, and believe it or not, Fenwick is working on their third coach in the last three years. We'll talk about that and more coming up after this. The year was 1907. The Cubs won the World Series, and the Ford Model R hit the assembly line. While here in Ohio, school administrators came together to form the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One thing that hasn't changed since 1907 is the dedication of the OHSAA to education-based athletics in Ohio. School sports teach responsibility, sportsmanship, and life lessons that stay with students long after they're playing days are open. The OHSAA seeks to prepare students not for the next level of sport, but for the next level of life. When a challenge rises up, do we let it stand in our way or go the distance to overcome it? I didn't want to stay at the bottom, but after I was shot four times in Afghanistan, I was told I'd never walk again or have feeling below my waist. If I even survived, I felt paralyzed physically and mentally. There were many times where I took two steps forward only to be knocked back five. When I struggled to get up my hill, depression and thoughts of suicide threatened to keep me down forever. My wife and healthcare providers were there to catch me and push me forward. I learned that psychological care is key to recovery from both physical and invisible wounds. It's been more than two years and my journey is still ongoing, but I know I won't quit. Decide now that I can, I will take the first step. Reaching out is a sign of strength. Visit RealWarriors.net or call 800-874-2273. If I play sports for my school, I will have more confidence. I will get better grades. I will learn how to show good sportsmanship. I will be more physically fit. I will learn how to handle wins and losses in sports and in life. I will have more school spirit. I'll learn how to work together. I will learn to set goals and work to reach them. I'll make good decisions off the field. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. I will learn how to be a leader. 
We have learned that one in five teens abuse prescription medications not prescribed to them that can lead to serious addictions. This is Governor John Kasich. Drugs are destroying our communities and taking futures away from our young people. That is why safety partners like the Ohio State Highway Patrol and the Ohio National Guard have joined forces to give our young folks five minutes for life, a program dedicated to reducing drug use among Ohio teens. Learn more about the program at Facebook.com slash five minutes for life. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Braun Bazovich Stadium just moments before tonight's homecoming encounter. Final home game of the season for the Roger Bacon Spartans here at Bazovich Stadium between the Fenwick Falcons at 6-2 and two overall and the Spartans at 3-5 and five overall. Rob, we've talked a little bit earlier about how this is really the last time that the Spartans are going to play in this stadium in its recent configuration right now. Uh, for the bulk of it, yeah, as is, you know. So, you know, the big changes are towards the front and kind of the facade, but certainly as far as, uh, and up here a little bit, the press box and decks up here, the field staying the same, and kind of the the historic piece. You know, the goal is to kind of blend the modern, uh, more like, pretty aesthetics, for lack yeah. of a better word, with the history of a stadium like this that has seen so many unbelievable games, and, of course, Bron Basevich, one of the best coaches in the history of all of high school football, uh, walking the sidelines. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to put Roger Bacon on par facility-wise with every other school in the city uh, and really be uh, a great thing for this this program and all of our programs here from the soccer teams to uh, uh, all the other sports that use this field. Yeah, well, really, I mean, if you just change the aesthetics of this stadium, you've got yourself a pretty good you, – the roots of it, the foundation is still good. Yeah, I, you know, I was talking actually with President Burke yesterday, you know, the concrete here and these bleachers are unlike anything else in the city. Do some things to modernize them, change the press box, add those alumni decks on each side, which will be a lot of fun uh, instead of being in the end zone down there, and then build a, a real parking lot with a, a great majestic facade. They're going to do some things to honor former players from, from banners and a ring of honor and some things to honor the great teams and great players, you know, like Roger Perdricks and Mel Anthony and Milt Stiegel. Uh, so it's going to be a really this great piece of the future with all of the history that goes along with this place, which is all you can ask for. I was at Notre Dame last week. They did a similar thing, uh, and we are on par with Notre Dame. I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> um, I tell it like it is. Rick Stolman you know, and I were just talking about it. We should be, uh, we're every bit as, as great you, as Notre Dame. You just caught me off guard with that statement, but uh, I only speak the truth. Uh, okay, well, anyway, I mean, when you look at this, Rob, I mean, this is going to be a very, very fun evening. And, I, you know, when they asked me my recommendation for the uh, stadium, I just had one word that was elevator. Elevator, yeah. Uh, air conditioned press box. I don't care. The air conditioning I can live without. The, the elevator is what really has got me excited. Until next August. So when you're saying, hey, you know what would have been a great idea? Air conditioning. You know, Fenwick is working on their third coach in the last three years. Dan Haverkamp, who's age 30 now, succeeded John Airgood as Fenwick's coach earlier this year. And Airgood had stepped in for the interim coaching position after the unexpected resignation of Joe Snively following the 2016 season. But Fenwick just keeps rolling along. They've mounted a streak of nine consecutive winning seasons, and they're looking for another playoff game in a couple of weeks. Rob, when you take a look at this Fenwick team, it's not so much the coaches. 
it's the players and the program that they have built up throughout the years, and they just keep getting better and better. Well, they got kids, right? And, and yeah. ultimately, as Coach Henneke, who you spend a lot of time with these days, will tell you, if you got dudes, you got a chance. And so, uh, you know, Fenwick's a big school. They, they are one of those schools that, that continues to try to get bigger. They're out there in an area where they're still building new suburbs and new subdivisions and uh, adding kids and families who they can pull over to that school. And when you do that, uh, it doesn't matter who the coach is. If you've got a bunch of, of talent to choose from, you're going to have a chance to field good teams, and they've done that. It also doesn't hurt that you know they're playing a lot of schools, Bacon, McNick, Purcell, that are smaller than them. Rob, you've been down there for senior night, final game as a football player. What are the emotions that these players are going through right now that are seniors and going to be saying goodbye? Well, you know, I, Bacon is unlike any other, right? And the bond and the unity that these guys have over four years, uh, it's not just the four years you're here. It's the rest of your life. You know, we have two legends back tonight who grew up with two guys on the coaching staff who are still friends with them, right? They, they've spent the better part of, of the 50 years they've been on the planet hanging out with, with these guys where Roger Bacon is your centerpiece. So for tonight, it, it's this last chance to kind of do something you'll never get a chance to do again, put pads on go out and compete next to each other because when football's done, football's done, right? You always go play a pickup basketball. This is it. Uh, so it is emotional from the from the grotto to down here to lining up for that first kickoff. And when it's over, it's over, and that's when it really is the gut punch. Well, we're getting set to get this one underway. Roger Bacon won the coin toss, but they deferred to the second half. So Bishop Fenwick will be receiving the opening kickoff for tonight's football game. And we're going to be very honest with you. Here's a look at the uniform for Bishop Fenwick. It is all white with gold numerals and maroon trim and gold helmets. And i got to tell you, Rob, if you can tell what the numbers are from up here through this glass window, you've got better eyesight than I can. With all due respect to Fenwick, I've always thought this is what uniforms would look like had Ronald McDonald created them. <laughs> uh, you know, that's very strong McDonald's colors. But, right, you know, the, those... Numbers are kind of a wash, so uh, we'll be doing a little guessing tonight. Yeah, we're we're going to be keeping a <laughs> try to keep a very close eye on. There's more who opportunity is, who is. to talk about the Spartans, right? Yeah, and while the Spartans come out in their home brown jerseys with white pants, brown stripes, white numerals, and the white helmets, and they are a lot easier to see the numbers for Roger Bacon than it will be for Fenwick. I think I said this last year. My first indoctrination to Fenwick came back in the late 70s, Rob, when they beat my hometown team, the Montpelier Locomotives, in the Class AAA, or Class Single A, I should say, uh, state championship game. That was all the way back in the 70s. They were just known as Middletown Fenwick. Then. Yeah, and they've come a long way. So a friend of mine and a neighbor actually went there when they were nothing but a rural high school. Now, because of where everybody's moved to, right, the things that have hurt Roger Bacon all these years is everybody kind of leaving the inner city. Uh, they're massive. So Bird's going to kick it off, and it'll be taken in by Fenwick at the 10 to the 15 to the 20 up the far side and bringing it out across the 25 to the 26-yard line is David Shue. So Shue brings it out to the 26, and it'll be first down and 10 for Bishop Fenwick. And they will start out at quarterback Sully Janik, a senior. He has thrown 12 touchdown passes this year, four interceptions for 1,357 yards, completing 55% of his passes this year. And in the backfield, he's got the second-leading rusher in the GCL, Jack Fessler, a senior. 1,318 yards and 18 touchdowns on 151 carries. And Fessler is going to line up to the left out of the pistol 
of the quarterback, Solly Janik. Janik on the far sideline. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Two receivers out wide to the left. That's Vogelsong and Placeri. And out wide right is Rucker. Now the officials have the ball set, and we're set to get this game underway. Fenwick going from right to left across your computer screen. And the handoff is going to go to Fessel, and Fessel's going to take it out across the 30 to the 31-yard line. Gain of about four on the carry, and right up the middle goes Bishop Fenwick on the opening play of the game. Yeah, and this is where the, the stress is going to be on the Bacon defense, is that defensive line with, with Thompson out, Michael Carson's out, uh, you know, offensive linemen getting gassed each week. They're going to have to, to find some young kids to rotate. Moving out of the backfield is Fessel, and the flags are thrown as there was some movement on the offensive line for Fenwick. And it will knock them back five yards. So they gained four on the opening carry. Now they've lost five on the penalty. So it brings up second down and 11 yards to go. So we'll need to see a lot for, you know, Ryan Lally, Jake Mump are going to rotate in quite a bit tonight, get a lot of playing time. Because they're going to have to keep kids. You know, we saw uh, Nolan Tebby and, and Noah Miller run out of gas last week, which hurt us against Carroll. Fessler to the left of Janik at the quarterback position. Janik takes the snap, handoff to Fessler. Fessler around the right side. He's going to take it out to the 30 again, across the 32, maybe up to the 33-yard line. That'll be a gain of six and bring up third down and about four yards to go. Big third down. You know, one of the things we saw last week that Carroll had a lot of success with were, were those receivers releasing basically uncontested for those quick posts and, and crossing routes. We see if Steve Sheehan adjusted, and they're going to come up and hit those receivers coming off the line. So Fessler to the left of Janik, a quarterback on. Call it third down and about four. Hand off to Fessler. Fessler is going to take it out to the 35. He's going to be close to a first down. May have been held just shy of the first down. And he is by a couple of yards. So it'll be punting time now for the Fenwick Falcons. Fenwick actually got away with a uh, false start on that one, too. The slot receiver started to back up right before the ball was snapped, and that went unnoticed by these officials. Looks like Clisseri is back. It's going to punt the football away. Clisseri, they, they alternate between Vogelsong and Clisseri, and Clisseri averaging 40.4 yards per punt. Good snap. Clisseri's going to get it away, and... Back at about his own 25 is Tumlin to catch the punt. Cuts it to the left, now back to the right side. Picks up a couple of blocks to the 30, 35-40, and he's going to be spun down right at the 40-yard line. Return of about 12 on the play for Tumlin, but he made it exciting, and it's first and 10 for the Spartans at their own 40. Good athlete. You know, we've said for a few weeks now, really, most of the season, trying to find ways to get the ball in his hands more, which they haven't had a whole lot of chance to do. Returning punts for Kuhlman tonight. Kuhlman's back, but uh, I guess giving him a little bit of a break and focusing, letting him focus on being a receiver, nice return. Kuhlman wanted to play tonight. He took his foot out of the boot. He goes out wide left. Coming out wide to the right-hand side is Bird. Receivers out wide on both sides, split. Bullock drops straight back, looks up the sideline. He's going to throw it up the left side. He's got Kuhlman, and it is just over his outstretched hands and incomplete. Looks like Kuhlman stuttered a little bit, right? You know, he, he was running full speed, then he stopped for a second and hesitated and then took off again and just didn't get up to speed quick enough to catch up with that ball. So to bring up second down, 10 yards to go from the Spartan 40-yard line. We have just begun, 9.46 left to go in this first quarter of play. No score from Braun Bazinovich Stadium. 
Receivers split out on both sides, and the handoff goes to Kiner around the left-hand side. He's got to go back deep, and now cuts it up the 40, up the left side to the 45-50, lowers his head, and levels a defensive back for Fenwick as he gets it across the 50 into Fenwick territory at the 48-yard line in a gain of 12. Corey Kiner started the game tonight 302 yards away from the single-season record for rushing, uh, now less than 300 yards with, with about a, an 8-yard gain. Uh, they give him the first down. They gave him the first down. Yeah, 12-yard gain. 12-yard gain. So 290 yards to the school record for a single-season rushing, and then six touchdowns away from that record. Again, receivers split out on both sides. Kiner to the right of Bullock. Ball on the far hash mark. Hand off to Kiner. Now Bullock's going to keep it himself. He runs right up the middle across the 45 inside the 40. And he's got another first down. A gain of 11 on the play inside the 40 down to the 37. And, and there there was a great example of eight guys who were so focused on, on Corey Kiner that just that little bit of a read option where uh, they all commit and collapse allows him to sneak through that crease behind big Nolan Tebby and uh, pick up a first down. Kiner's out of the ball game now. He leaves, goes off to the sideline, and checking in is going to be Fred Greer. Kiner went off early, and Greer came in late. I'm not sure what happened there, but maybe his helmet came off, and he had to leave the ball game. Bullock, high snap, handoff to Greer around the right-hand side. He cuts it all the way back to the 40, gets hit, and dropped outside the 40 at the 41-yard line, loss of five. In one of the areas where we've seen these younger running backs who are filling in because Keontae Deer is out, is too much east-west, not enough north-south. You know, they're trying to extend the play too far out, trying to make something out of something versus saying, hey, i, I got to take a shot to the outside and then get upfield for some kind of gain. Instead, we, we end up with a three-yard loss. One play rest for Kiner. He's back into the ball game. Lackey goes out, slot left, trips out to the left-hand side. Dropping back, they're going to throw it out to the left-hand side to Tumlin, and Tumlin dropped the football. It was right in his hands, and he started looking upfield before he ever caught the football. Dropped it incomplete, third down, and 10 to go. Yep, as my coaches used to say, you got to catch it with your eyes, right? And he was looking upfield, trying to figure out where he was going before he had a chance to secure it, and uh, that ball ends up on the turf. Third down, make it 14 yards to go, I'm sorry. And now Tumlin's going to come out of the ball game. Coleman and Lackey are out wide to the left-hand side. Bird, wide right. And now Zuri Edmondson is going to make an appearance in the ball game. He's out to the left-hand side, trips to the left. Kiner on third and 14 to the right of Bullock. He drops straight back. Bullock's going to throw it out into the right flat, complete to Edmondson at the 35. He's going to be dropped at the 32. He'll be shy of the first down, but Close. it'll be brought down maybe a couple of yards shy of the first down. Two down territory, though. You know, we, we know that Bird can't kick it from here. Uh, and in a game like this, you got to take your shots. So uh, see what they do here, what they dial up. It's going to be fourth down, seven yards to go. Spartans need to get down inside the 25-yard line to pick up a, oh, about the 26-yard line to pick up the first down. So here we go, fourth down. Bullock with Kiner to the right. Receivers out wide on both sides. A lot of movement on Fenwick. And no, it's going to be a legal procedure. False start called against the Spartans. Well, I, th- I think the defense caused that, right? I mean, you if you jump and they move because of it. Your officials for tonight's game, the referee is Dave Campbell, the umpire Tim Hunsecker. The line judge is Chris Estes. The other line judge is Alan Winglikowski and some sort of 
relation, the back judge is Jared Winglikowski. Well, I'm sure it was one of the Winglikowskis who blew that call. <laughs> so dropping back instead of going for it on fourth down now, and it brings up fourth down and 12, and Bird will come in to punt the football away. He's averaging 34 yards a punt. It's a fake, and it is taken by Kiner, and Kiner is going to skip out of bounds. Does he have it? He's got to get to the 26. They're spotting him at the 27. Let's see where they've got him down. Spartans are saying first down, but now they're going to put the ball down. At the 27, Rob, I thought he had to get to the 26 or at least inside. Looked like he stepped out of bounds maybe about a yard shy. Yeah, well, it's interesting that he would step out of bounds, right? Because knowing where he needed to go, he's a a drop-the-shoulder-and-go kind of guy, uh, but voluntarily went that time versus kind of if he just leans forward and drops the shoulder, he picks it up no problem. I don't think he's got it. He had to get inside the 26, and he's they've got the ball marked at the 27. Let's take a look here and see. And first they've down. got the first down. I stand corrected. So Kiner gets the first down. Big play call. Outstanding. So it's first down for the Spartans. At about the 27-yard line of Bishop Fenwick. Spartans will... The officials, they've got to get the stick straight. Always is hilarious how they'll take such meticulous care of where the football is when they measure. Yeah. And then when they get the sticks back, they just lay the football down. So the ball to 27. Take handoff. Bullock's going to throw it over the middle. Incomplete. Tried to run it on the run-pass option to Tumlin, and he threw it behind him. Incomplete. You know, that's about the, the third time in the past two or three quarters we've seen him throw the ball behind a guy on a quick post and, and for a guy with his arm strength and ability uh, it's unusual that he he's struggled to make that throw last week was a little different with the weather tonight no excuse we got perfect weather tonight Edmondson and Coolman are out wide to the left Lackey and Bird are out wide to the right handoff to Kiner Kiner got a big hole across the 25 and then gets pushed back he's going to be brought down no he spins away from a tackle gets it down inside the 25 down to the 22 Five-yard run by Corey Kiner, and it'll be third down for the Spartans and about seven yards to go. You know, he looks like he's got his legs back, uh, and whatever would have ailed him the past couple weeks is gone. Uh, again, a shout-out to my friend Mike Terjanica, who has helped him, but uh, he's your best player. I don't know why you don't ride him tonight on uh, senior night. So it'll be third down, five yards to go for the Spartans. And Kiner is going to get the hand on. No, it's Bullock. He keeps it on the run pass option. He takes it right up the middle, and he's going to dive forward to the 21-yard line. Gain of two on the carry for Bullock. And it'll be fourth down and about four yards to go for a Spartan first down. In Fenwick territory at the 21. They need to get to about the 17-yard line to pick up the first down. Bullock in an empty backfield now. Kiner. Moves in motion. Now that's Lackey dropping back Bullock. Bullock rolls out to the right, throws the ball over the middle, and it is incomplete. So the incompletion turns the ball over to Fenwick on down. 6-12 to go in the first quarter here from Bron Bezovich Stadium. And your score at the end of the, I shouldn't say at the end, but with 6-12 left to go in the first quarter. 
It is still nothing, nothing. 169. Yes, 169. It's Rocktoberfest at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new brand Cherokee Laredo for only 169 a month. Only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri County. Do you hate that feeling when you get in your car and the sun hits you directly in the eyes? Call T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. And if your audio system makes you feel sad and grumpy, T-Spot can set you up nicely with a new system that puts you in the middle of the music. Call 513-829-2530. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio has a vast depth of knowledge and provides genuine, reasonable, meticulous work. Let us help. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. Call 513-829-2530. Well, while you were away, the Falcons threw the football out to Vogelsang, and he picked up 11 and a first down out to the 31-yard line. Dropping back is Janik. Janik's going to throw it over the middle, and it is incomplete. Tried to get that one up the field. Ryan Holla. To Clacera. But it was overthrown, and the Spartans had three receiver or three defensive backs out there covering the receiver. Holla almost with number four there, just uh, had slowed down a little bit to, to try to get near the receiver. Had he kept going, he probably picks that off. Again, we apologize because it is almost impossible to tell the numbers on the back of this, these Fenwick jerseys. Janik has got Fessler to the left of him out of the pistol. Receiver's out wide on both sides. And the handoff will be to Fessler right up the middle. Cuts it across the 35 out to the 40. And he'll be brought down at the 44-yard line. Yeah, and again, the second rotation in on the defensive line, trying to spell some of those offensive linemen and them able to just kind of blow right through there. So the ball out to the 44-yard line, first and 10 for the Falcons. They seem to have picked up some momentum after stopping the Spartans on downs in the last possession. Janik, the quarterback, barks out the signals, drops back, looks over to the left-hand side, and it is incomplete and almost intercepted by Rennell Lackey. Good defense against Vogelsang and... Better job there. You know, we've seen them get killed with those crossing routes, it seems like, all season. But Lackey there, you know, in great coverage to, to make a play on the ball there. Prevented a reception. That was a great play. Trips out to the near side here. Now they go two and have a wing formation with the wing lining up on the left-hand side. Fessler to the right of Janik. And Fessler's going to get the handoff up the middle to the 50 into Roger Bacon territory. Brought down at the 41-yard line. He's going to be close, and he does have the first down after a gain of 11. Yep, and him kind of blowing through a side. You know, they've had to shuffle some guys around, and when they bring that second unit in, they give up on average about 50 pounds, uh, just undersized. Even even kids who are good and have a lot of heart, like a Jake Mumper, uh, just struggle to keep up with, with some of these bigger Fenwick linemen. Jordan Rucker out wide to the left-hand side now, trips to the near side. Fessler to the right of Janik, and the handoff to Fessler brings it around the left-hand side to the 45 and brought down to the 40-yard line. That's a gain of six. Brings up second down and four. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see the number of the end who got through there, but if he takes a different angle, might have been uh, Dylan Polk. If he takes a different angle, he I think he tackles him in the backfield, just overshot a little bit too narrow. Ball right at the 40-yard line. Second down, four yards to go in Roger Bacon territory. Janik. Out of the hurry up now. 
He drops straight back, throws it over the left-hand side, and it is knocked away incomplete. Nice play by Rennell Lackey Lackey to knock the ball away from Vogelsang. Yeah, I mean, really great awareness. Two plays now on this drive to to make contact with the ball and what otherwise would have been catches. So uh, that's big. Third and four now, a chance to, to flip this over on downs again. So it brings up third down, four yards to go, 4.32 remaining in this first quarter of play. Janik, to the left of him is Fessler. Drops straight back, looks up the left-hand side. He's going for Vogelsang, and he overthrew him up the left sideline. Rennell Lackey was there with great coverage again, and it brings up fourth and four. Yeah, although he needs to run. He When he turned his head to look for the ball, he slowed down a little bit. We have a flag down somewhere. The official, I believe we've got false start called or it's an illegal man downfield possibly against Fenwick but the Spartans are saying that it's against Fenwick it's an illegal man downfield against the Falcons I don't think the Spartans will take the penalty it brings up fourth down and four let's see if they do decide to take it and they will decline it so it'll bring up fourth and four. They're probably going to go for it here, though. I might have taken the yards and, and see if you could put them in a, a fourth and nine. So now Fenwick will go for it on fourth and four from the 40-yard line of Roger Bacon. Big play here in this contest early in the ballgame in the first quarter. Janik looks over to the sideline. Now he's going to go up to the line of scrimmage and bark out the play. He's got Fessler to the left of it. Bradshaw is wing left. And the handoff will be to Fessler. Fessler's got the first down inside the 35, down to the 31-yard line, gain of nine. So a gain of nine for Fessler. Seven carries tonight, 52 yards so far on the evening. And Fenwick's drive continues to the 31-yard line of Roger Bacon. 3.50 remaining to go in this first quarter of action. Fessler to the right of Janik. Fessler gets the handoff off left tackle. Now cuts it to the left side to the 25 to the 20. And he'll be bumped out of bounds at about the 18-yard line. That's a gain of 13 on the play. And another first down for Fenwick. They are just running at will against the Spartans. That's eight carries, 65 yards unofficially for Fessler in the contest. Joe Parati into the ballgame now. He lines up tight end left. Trips out to the far side. Single running back is Fessler. Fessler's going to get the handoff. Also that tackle. Got a lot of green to the 10 to the 5. He'll take it into the end zone for the score. 3.30 left to go in this first quarter of play. And Fenwick just... Ran the ball right down the Spartans' throats, and they lead it by a score now of six to nothing here in the first quarter of play. Spartans had great opportunities to take an early lead in this ball game, but Fenwick stopped them and then ran the football 80 yards to go in for the score with 3:30 left to go. Matt Beckman into the ball game. He's perfect on extra points this year. 28 for 28. Make up 29 for 29 as he drills that one. 3.30 to go in the first quarter. It's now your score. Bishop Fenwick 7 and Roger Bacon nothing. 
Spartan fans, do you need legal help? Someone you can trust with years of experience? Don't wait any longer. Pick up the phone and call Ed Nolan McLeod. With 35 years of collection law experience in both Ohio and Kentucky, Nolan McLeod have handled all types of collection matters, including consumer, retail, and commercial claims. If you need help with your past due accounts, utilize a local attorney with the ability to collect your money. Then call Nolan McLeod at 513-381-7333. Put the odds in your favor. Nolan McLeod, a strong supporter of Roger Bacon Athletics. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winston Road in Finneytown. So Van Beckman, who just kicked the extra point, will now kick this football away. Back set to return for the Spartans is Corey Kiner in the center. He's got Zuri Edmondson on the left-hand side and Rennell Lackey on the right-hand side. Beckman is going to pooch it right up the middle, and it will be taken in by Kiner at the 20. 25-30, right up the middle to the 30, the 40, and he'll take it out across the 45 and be stopped immediately at the 47-yard line. Regain gain of about 27 on that kickoff return for Corey Kiner. And the Spartans find themselves down 7 nothing with 3.23 left to go. They'll mark it out to the 48-yard line now, and that's where the Spartans will start first and 10 in their own territory. Coleman goes out wide to the left-hand side. Trips come out to the near side. Corey Kiner lines up to the left. Of Tyler Bullock handoff goes to Kiner and Kiner is going to be hit and dropped right at the 45 yard line for a loss of three. He had nowhere to go. There was no blocking on the offensive line by the Spartans and Kiner loses three on that carry, brings up second down and 13. Boy, just nothing was there for Kiner. Flag on the play. And it's going to be a face mask, so that'll be to the benefit of the Spartans. Inadvertent, but it's a five-yard. And that'll be put the ball right at the 50-yard line. So the Spartans get a break. Brings up first down. Eight yards to go now. Yeah, it should be second. Well, first down, you're right. And the throw out into the right flat by Bullock goes to Edmondson. Edmondson at the 45-yard line of Fenwick struggles inside the 45 down to the 43 second completion of the night for Bullock and both of them have been to Edmondson he's two for four passing 241 brings up second down and a yard to go for the Spartans Kiner to the right of Bullock ball right in the middle of the field receiver split on both sides Bird out wide to the right Coleman wide to the left Hand off to Kiner. Kiner is going to run out wide. He's going to drop all the way back to the 50 and then step out of bounds at the 46. Corey's gotten into a really bad habit that when he runs the sweep, he actually runs backwards about five, maybe even sometimes as deep as 10 yards, and tries to outrun the defense. And that time Fenwick took the line on it. 
So a loss of about seven on the play for Kiner. And it brings up third down. And about five yards to go. Bullock is going to cut it right up the middle. Now he's going to stop, throw it over the middle, and it is incomplete to Luke Bird. And it brings up fourth down and five yards to go. Ball resting at the 47-yard line. And let's see what the Spartans is. Looks like the offense is leaving the field, and they will just punt the football away with Luke Bird. Bird was the intended receiver. He was all the way upfield. Now he's got to come all the way back and punt the football away. So to return the punt is Clissari. Clissari back at about his own 13-yard line to return this punt. Last time it was a fake, but Bird gets this one away. High end over end pick that Clissari is going to take in at his 11, and he's dropped right at the 12. Great play by Rennell Lackey to get down there and do the individual tackle. 2.06 to go in the first quarter. Your score, Fenwick 7, Roger Bacon nothing. The Lucky Turtle is located in Finneytown on 8621 Winton Road next to Arby's. With 23 taps of rotating craft and local beers, plus a large selection of other fine spirits, the Lucky Turtle has weekly events, including live music, final night on Tuesdays, and trivia on Thursdays. They offer great food options from empanadas, a key, or you can bring in your own food. The Lucky Turtle is very accommodating for parties and events, so stop in for a relaxing, no-frills good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Cena, Roger Bacon class of 19. 1991. Ball on the near hash mark. Fessler gets the handoff off right tackle. Cuts it to the middle of the field. Takes it across the 10 out to about the 12-yard line for a gain of about a yard on the play. And it'll be second down, nine yards to go. Fessler tonight, 10 carries, unofficially 85 yards with 143 to go in this first quarter. Fenwick on top of it, 7-0, and they basically just... Road number three up the field the last time they had the football for the score. Fessler to the right of Janik, and Fessler, fake handoff. They're going to throw it over the middle, complete to Vogelsang. Vogelsang has it at the 30, 35, 40. He's got a first down, and he's brought down by Fred Greer at the 42-yard line. Boy, a nice play, first and 10. Great throw by Janik right over the middle on a timing pattern. And Vogelsong was right there to take it out to the 41-yard line. That's a gain of 30 on the completion and a first down. Now Janik, two for five, the passing department. Both of them to Vogelsong. Janik, handoff to Fessler, up the middle to the 45, cuts it to the near side, 50, and he's going to be gone. 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown with a minute to go in the first quarter. Fessler... Takes it 59 yards for the score. And it is now 13-0 Fenwick on top of it. Boy, what a run. Fessler, after he got through the initial line, he just cut it to the near side and he was gone. One minute to go in the first quarter and Beckman back in to attempt the extra point. They lead it 13-0. Here in a slight rain on homecoming night. That kick is up, and it is good. A minute to go in the first quarter. It's now Fenwick 14, Roger Bacon nothing. 
Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained a reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. That's stacyheatingandair.com. The Lucky Turtle is located in Finneytown on 8621 Winton Road next to Arby's. With 23 taps of rotating craft and local beers, plus a large selection of other fine spirits, the Lucky Turtle has weekly events, including live music, final night on Tuesdays, and trivia on Thursdays. They offer great food options from empanadas, a key, or you can bring in your own food. The Lucky Turtle is very accommodating for parties and events, so stop in for a relaxing, no-frills good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Cena, Roger Bacon, class of 1991. Well, Fenwick came in as the leading rushing team in the GCL, and they have done nothing to dissuade that here tonight. Fessler is close to overtaking Corey Kiner for the lead in the rushing category in the GCL. He's got 11 carries tonight, 143 yards. Beckman is going to kick it off deep, and it will hit at the 7 and roll into the end zone for the touchback. So the Spartans will have it first and 10 at their own 20-yard line. Fessler right now, we said 11 carries, 143 yards unofficially. Corey Kiner right now, 5 carries, just 22 yards. So the Spartans will have it first and 10 right in the center of the field at the 20-yard line. Kiner comes out and will line up to the left of Tyler Bullock, the quarterback. Tumlin and Bird come out wide to the right-hand side. Lackey and Coleman are out wide to the left. Pitch out comes around the left-hand side to Kiner. Stutter step outside. He's going to cut it to the left sideline. He cuts it inside the 25 to the 30 and then stepped out of bounds at the 30-yard line, which was a good thing for Fenwick because had the official not been right there and saw Kiner step out of bounds at the 30, Kiner was gone. 51 seconds left to go. That's a 10-yard gain for Corey. And it'll be a first down for the Spartans. Rob Rickenbaugh down on the field right now. As it'll be Legends Night here at the end of the first quarter. Then at halftime is homecoming. Rob's interview with Allison Flating will be coming up at halftime also. Kiner right up the middle, spins across the 30 out to the 33 for a gain of three before he's chopped down on the play. 20 seconds remaining and running left to go in this first quarter. It is 14-0 Fenwick, and the Spartans taking their time over near the sideline, and I think they're just going to let the clock run out. And that's what they'll do. So your score at the end of one here from Bron Bazovich Stadium on homecoming. Final home game of the year. It's Fenwick 14, Roger Bacon nothing. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. Think about your home. What do you see? 
Do you just see two stories, or the stories of your toddler's first steps? <laughs> Now think about your car. Do you see an odometer reading, or your kids reading in the back seat? Other insurance companies just see a house; they just see a car. But a State Farm agent sees what your home and your car really mean to you. So why not give them the protection they deserve? Call your State Farm agent, Jason Regelsberger, at five one three five seven four eighty eight eleven. Fourteen nothing. Fenwick leads it here at the end of the first quarter of play. As we enter the second, Spartans will be going from right to left across your computer screen. Tomorrow afternoon, I'll be up at Defiance College, where the Yellow Jackets will be hosting the Mount Saint Joseph Lions. Game time one thirty. Pre-game show starts at twelve thirty here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. As we told you, the legends going on here at the end of the first quarter. That's why we have the unusually long break in between the first and second quarter of play. Both teams are out on the field, ready to get going, but. We have got two legends, and we'll talk to Rob about that when he gets back up here. And don't forget, coming up at halftime, his interview with the undefeated and top-ranked volleyball team in the state of Ohio, Roger Bacon, Allison Flating, will be our guest here at halftime. Rob, excellent interview with her. They've got a tournament game coming up tomorrow, and that will be at 11 o'clock. So hope you're all there for that one. As now they're taking pictures out onto the field. Next week, the final game of the regular season. No playoffs this year for the Spartans, so they will end it next week against Purcell. And of course, you can hear that game here on Ultimate Sports Talk with Rob and I as we wrap up our second season of doing Roger Bacon football. And it has been fun every Friday night to get out there and watch some high school sports. Going on here as we continue on with the legends, and again we'll talk with Rob about this when he comes back up here. About our legends, we'll also talk more about it coming up at halftime. Also after the interview with Flating, it's been one of those years for the Spartans talking with. Joe Henneke's earlier this afternoon. You know, if you could, whatever could go wrong for this team this year has gone wrong, either with injuries, illness, fumbles at inopportune times, just a pass here or there that has been an inch or two out of the range of the receiver, a missed block here or there. Boy, if they say things even up, if it does, next year ought to be a magical season for the Spartans because. This team has got a lot of players coming back. We told you about the seniors that are saying goodbye. Dylan Polk, really the only offensive lineman that is going to be leaving this team. The left tackle, of course, that's going to be big shoes to fill. Dylan Polk has got big shoes, not only physically but also、uh, the way that he plays at that left tackle position. And then Nate Stark got Zach Capel. Zuri Edmondson, Luke Bird, Brandon Tumlin, Stan Hart, Zach Capel, just to name a few that are leaving the field of Bron Basevich Stadium, leaving everything that they've got on the field here tonight. So as we head into the beginning of this second quarter of action, 
It is 14-0. Fenwick on top of it, and it has been two touchdown runs by Fessler that has done it here tonight for the Fenwick Falcons, and that's why they lead it 14 nothing. So now we've got the Legends festivities over with, and we're ready to get some football underway here this evening as we enter the second quarter of play. To the right, on second down, 10 yards to go for the Spartans is Kiner. Now Bullock, Bullock looks over the middle, throws it to Coleman, complete at the 44, and he's brought down right away. And now they're going to say it's incomplete. I thought he brought it in and was tackled, then coughed up the football. But, nope, they're going to say that it was incomplete. Brings up third down, seven yards to go for the Spartans. Ball resting at the 33-yard line. Bullock with Kiner to the right of him. Drops straight back, now pitches it out to Kiner around the right-hand side. He's got nowhere to go, reverses his field. Drops back all the way to the 20. Stutter steps inside the 25, and now outside to the 26-yard line. He ended up losing about eight on the play, and it brings up fourth down. So it will be fourth down and forever, and with 11.5 to go in this first half. It is 14-0 Fenwick, and the Falcons will get the football back as Luke Bird drops back, set to punt the football away. Bird will punt it away from about his 15. Low snap. Bird gets it away. It's blocked into the end zone, and it will go through the end zone. So it will be a safety given to Fenwick as it was blocked right through the end zone. 14, now make it 16 nothing, with 11-10 to go in the first half of play. And it has just not gone the Spartans' way in the first 13 minutes of this ball game. So now the Spartans will get a free kick from their own 20, and Fenwick will get it back up 16 to nothing here in the first half of play. Just no blocking up front by the Spartans to protect Bird on the punt. So the Spartans will punt it away from their own 20 and it'll be a free kick and dropping back set to return will be David Shue and R.J. Clissary. And let's see, that's Clissary that is going to be the deep back, and then Shu will be back there with him along with, it looks like, Henry Nenny. Nenny, a 5'9", 175-pound junior. So they've got three men back set to return on this punt. Free kick by Bird as we get things going. Rob Rickenbaugh back up with us, and... We're winning, right? No. <laughs> Bird will kick it away, and it will be taken in by Nenny. And Nenny takes it across midfield to the 45, and he's run out of bounds at the 43-yard line of Roger Bacon. Whatever could go wrong while you were down on the field, Rob has gone wrong. Isn't that the story of the season, really, for Roger Bacon? Pretty much. Minus a couple wins early, and even then, uh, you know, weather or some other thing would kind of derail what was 
good momentum for the Spartans. So uh, we knew it would be a tough game tonight. Couldn't make mistakes. They've made some of those. Uh, be interesting to see. Not, not out of it. You know, we saw them come back before. Caleb Davis, who had a big night for Fenwick last year against the Spartans team, moves out in motion to the far side. Fake to Davis. They're going to throw it up the middle, and it is complete to Vogelsong at the 15-yard line. Boy, oh boy, they are just really running running and passing now roughshod through the Spartans' defense. Well, what the Spartans couldn't afford was a momentum shift. Uh, you know, they came out hot. It was senior night, homecoming. They had to kind of seize control of that. And, and as soon as they started giving up big plays, you could kind of see, I was down there with, with some of the legends, that the deflation of the Roger Bacon team. Three for six in the passing department, all to Vogelsong for the quarterback Janik and the handoff goes to Fessler and Fessler is going to take it down to the 10 yard line still going flag has been thrown I believe that was a flag hold her face mask right yeah down at about the 7 yard line just down to the right of us and they're talking to Mike Blaud looked like face mask is what they initially signaled and it will be against the Spartans that'll take it half the distance to the goal down to about the three yard man make it the four yard line so it's just inside the four it'll be first and goal for Fenwick Davis and Fessler are in the backfield now out of a T formation but it's in the pistol Receivers out wide, handoff to Fessler. Fessler around the right side. He's going to be dropped at the five for a yard loss. Good defensive play. That was Stan Hart that got the first hit against him and held him up for the rest of the team to come in and get him. And they're going to take shots. I mean, this this team's not going to quit. They may be a little deflated, but they're going to continue to make plays and fight and claw and give 100% tonight. Second down, goal to go with 9.50 in the running left in the first half. Fessler to the right of the quarterback, Janik. Janik, handoff to Fessler, off left tackle, takes it down to the five-yard line, and he's going to be stopped at about the four. So give him a gain of a yard, and it brings up third down a goal from the four. And holding them to a field goal here would be a little bit of a moral victory. So it'll be third down goal to go for Fenwick. Who were your uh, legends tonight again, Rob? So uh, we brought a 98 and a 88 back. Chris Heercamp, 98, prosecutor out in uh, Franklin, Indiana, played on the, the great back-to-back GCL champs. And then Mike Hackman, 88, who's celebrating his 30th reunion tonight with Coach Blout and uh, the classmates. Fessler on third and goal, fake handoff. They're going to throw it in the right flat in the corner of the end zone, incomplete over the head of Vogelsong. And Hackman, a former Marine, which made uh, Principal Steve Chad very happy. Uh, great guy. Guy who was around here when I was here. I thought you were going to say a little nervous. And I grew up with uh, the Henny Camps. Uh, Chris Camp's mom is a Henny Camp. Long time Roger Bacon family. And Chris, uh, a great Spartan and now uh, running for prosecutor out in Franklin County if you're out there and can uh, vote this November. Here we go. Fourth and goal for Fenwick at the four-yard line. Handoff goes to Davis. Davis, I believe, that's Davis, and he's going to take it into the end zone for the score. 
And that will make it 22 to nothing. Caleb Davis, who had a big night a year ago against the Spartans, ran for 189 yards and a touchdown. Not doing that tonight, but he's got the TD, making it 22 zip. And I was down there, and we certainly have given up some plays, but uh, this is probably the fourth best team we've played this year. And uh, if we had a full complement of players, uh, I would like to see, and maybe the momentum of having won some games we should have won, I would like to see what this game looks like under those circumstances. Beckman will attempt the extra point, and it's good. He's still perfect on the year. 8.53 to go in this first half. It's now Fenwick 23, Roger Bacon nothing. Since 1969, Vonderhaar's Catering has provided services for social and corporate events, private gatherings, reunions, company outings, and wedding receptions. Vonderhaar's will help you customize a menu for all types of events and clients with personal attention and excellent quality food and service. Let Vonderhaar's Catering make your event memorable with quality food and complete professional staffing. Vonderhaar's Catering, selected as one of the five preferred caterers at the newly renovated Music Hall. Before you finalize your menu, call Vonderhaar's Catering, 513-554-1969. When you're looking for a family place to go after the game, stop by the Game On Sports Bar and Grill at 5880 Chevy Out Road. With several TVs, stay on top of all the games all at once at Game On. Great for the upcoming bowl season and NFL playoffs. Bring the kids. Game On has a family atmosphere that everyone will enjoy. You're home for all the Xavier and UC games with $12 buckets. Like us on Facebook, in a great location, the place to be before, during, and after the game. The Game On Sports Bar and Grill, located at 5880 Chevy Out Road in White Oaks. So Beckman will tee it up and get ready to kick it off here from Bron Bazevich Stadium. Corey Kiner back, set to return. Beckman approaches the football, kicks it off, and it will be taken in by Lackey on the right side at the 15 to the 20, cuts it to the middle of the field to the 25, puts his head down to the 30, and he's out to the 33-yard line where the Spartans will start first and 10 at their own 33. We just need a little momentum. You know, we need we need a, a kind of run or Taylor or Tyler Bullock to, to connect on one of those passes, just something to kind of get things going. We put a, a touchdown in and, and maybe... Make a stop here before the break. Uh, you know, we're not that far out of this. 23 nothing. Fenwick on top of it with 847. And now we've got a penalty holding against the Spartans on that run back. I didn't see a flag down out there, but... Well, awfully late one if there was Yeah, and it goes all the way back to the 23-yard line, so it'll be first and 10 for the Spartans at their own 23 now. Kiner to the right, a bullock. Hand off to Kiner, off left tackle to the 25, out to the 27-yard line. It's a gain of five on the carry for Corey. And, and I think getting into, you know, we saw some plays early that kind of went against what Roger Bacon has done all year, you know, that big throw on fourth down that, that was incomplete. You know, sometimes to get confidence, you just have to go back to what your bread and butter is, and certainly heading the ball to, to number 22 will do that. Kiner to the left, receivers out wide on both sides. Pass out into the left flat to the near side to Bird out to the 30-yard line. That's a gain of three yards, and it brings up third down and about three yards to go. Rob, we said while you were down on the field with the Legends, Corey Kiner appears to be getting into a lot of bad habits because of the inability of the line to be able to sustain their blocking. When he runs out wide, he's going way deep and trying to outrun everybody. He's fast, and he can outrun a lot of guys, but you're exactly right. With with a line that has just not held up in the past few weeks, trying to make something out of nothing, 
you can't blame him for trying to make a play, but third and three. Bullock drops straight back. Now he's going to cut out to the right. Has some time. Throws it over the middle. It is intercepted by Fenwick. That looked like it hit the turf. And it'll be downed at the 46-yard line. I don't know who he was throwing it to. There wasn't a Spartan receiver. No, there wasn't. I mean, within 10 yards. Coolman was downfield, but he, yeah, you're right. He underthrew him by about 10 yards. So it'll be first and 10 for Fenwick. And at it, the 47. If it, if it was for Coolman, you don't throw 40-yard passes on a line drive. It's, uh, he, he rocketed that one in there, but. 735 know. left to go in this first half. Got a great interview with. Coach Flating coming up at halftime. Janik with Fessler in the backfield. Looks out to the left. He's going to throw the ball deep, and it is going to be in. Did he catch the football? He caught the football and then got drilled. I don't know who caught the football, to be honest with you. There's a flag down. Are they going to call targeting, Rob? Yeah, that's what I, I presumed. They Ball's were at the towards. 23. It's going to be unnecessary roughness. Boy, I I don't know about that. He caught the football, and Holla came up and hit him. Now, yeah, he laid him out flat, but I don't know how you call that unnecessary roughness. He had taken a step. He wasn't a defenseless receiver. He didn't lead with the head. No, he hit him right. You know, this it's getting kind of silly anymore to the point where more and more kids are going to end up playing soccer, which is going to be become rougher than what football is. So it's going to be tacked on to the penalty. It'll take it all the way down to the 12-yard line of Roger Bacon. And now the referee is going to take a timeout, and I think he wants to go over and have a chat with Mike Blout. Well, part of the problem with the way they call it is they, they keep it to the defensive backfield, right? You know, I've seen plays where a linebacker comes up and in space near the offensive line completely leads with his head. Yes. And they never call it. No. Uh, or Cam Newton is, is scrambling around and a guy will come in and, and target him with his head, you know, and, and because he's a big physical guy, they don't call it. But you get a receiver going over the middle or some of these plays where... You know, a running back gets out in space at a third level, and he drops a shoulder, and a guy comes in, and, oh. and just you hit him in yeah. the head by a happenstance that there's that. no consistency. And the handoff goes to Fessler. Fessler inside the 10 down to the 6. So that's a gain of 5 on the carry for Fessler. That one there, though, you know, he didn't hit him in the head. It wasn't, I don't know how you call a necessary roughness on a tackle. I, I just don't. I mean, it... You're bringing a guy down. He's not a defenseless receiver. He took a step. Nonetheless, it'll be second down and goal for Fenwick at the six-yard line. It's one of those Wenlikowski brothers. You know, they just don't have it tonight. (laughs) And the handoff, fake handoff, throw over the middle, and it is complete touchdown. Fenwick catches the ball in the end zone for the score, and that makes it 29 to nothing. Tough play, uh, you know, not much you can do about that, and uh, he's able to bring it in. You know, we similar to what we saw last week, where those DBs got turned around and just couldn't locate the ball in time to make a play. And again, we apologize, but there is absolutely no way we can see the numbers from all the way up here. It, the, these uniforms for Fenwick just somebody needs to rethink them, <laughs> to be honest. And 
The kick by Beckman is up, and it is good. So as we head to the timeout, 6.37 to go in the half. It's now Fenwick 30, Roger Bacon nothing. Is your gymnasium outdated? Are your basketball backboards, bleachers, scoreboards, wall pads, and divider curtains needing maintenance? They can become huge safety concerns for students and athletes. Proper maintenance and service is critical to keeping your kids safe and prolonging your equipment. Borgman Athletics is committed to providing your school with sporting equipment that you can depend on. With state-of-the-art equipment and training, Borgman Athletics completes the job in a timely, safe, and cost-effective manner. Check them out online at BorgmanAthletics.com. At Borgman Athletics, we make sports happen. Transform U Fitness has changed its name. It's now Finish Strong and Personal Group Training. So are you ready to have fun and get in shape? At Finish Strong Personal and Group Training, our sessions are custom built to fit your needs, not someone else's. Finish Strong Personal and Group Training is fully dedicated to helping you achieve your fitness goals. At 4865 Duck Creek Road, or call us and get a seven-day tryout free. Everything starts with a vision. Finish Strong Personal and Group Training. Call today at 513-645-3294. 6.37 left to go in this first half of action. And the Spartans will get the kickoff. Lackey takes it in at his own 15-yard line, cuts it up the right side to the 20, to the 25, and he's out to about the 28-yard line, and that's where the Spartans will start it. Well, let's see if we can get something going here. Six minutes left. Uh, I'd like them to, to close the gap on a running clock. Uh, and, and kind of keep this thing a little bit closer than uh, what they've allowed so far. Just giving up too many plays, too many mistakes, right? We've never been able to afford the mistakes that they've had this year, you know, from interceptions. The past couple of weeks, interceptions have been the killers, right? I thought that changed the game last week against Carroll. Uh, but Bullock needs to get some confidence back, start completing some passes, free things up for Kiner, and let's see if we can at least make this game interesting uh, on homecoming. So Kiner will get the handoff around the left-hand side to the 30, 35-40, cuts it to the far side to the 50, and he's going to be bumped out of bounds across the 45, and that's where the Spartans will have a first down after Kiner's run. Good run, and really, if nothing else, let's see if we can get this kid the, the all-time seasonal rushing record here, Roger Bacon, uh, as a talented sophomore. Uh, let's just cut him loose on Fenwick. So it will be first and ten for the Spartans at the 45-yard line of Fenwick. Dropping back is Bullock. Bullock's going to throw it deep up the left side. He's got Coleman. Coleman just couldn't come down with it at the 10. Looked like he tried to tap it up in the air to himself, Rob, but he couldn't come down with it. A little bit too much of a line drive on that again. I mean, he hit a little bit more air under the... Versus the interception, but not enough to kind of, you want to lob that in there and let him have a chance to kind of go get it versus putting it on a trajectory where the DB can get his hand up there on the ball, which is what he did there. Uh, he gets a little bit more air under that. That's probably a touchdown. 6.02, clock stops on the incompletion. Bullock with Kiner to the left. Bullock's going to keep it around the left-hand side, and he takes it across the 45 down to the 43-yard line. That'll be a gain of two on the carry. And it is third down and eight yards to go. Ball at the 43-yard line of Fenwick. And again, this is, this is where... I've seen a lot of running clocks, Rob, over the last four years. Nobody ever does it the same. Yeah, we don't even get it the same here yeah. from week to week. When we, we've had it maybe three times. Every time is different at Bacon. Yeah. 
Dropping back Bullock. Bullock looks to the left-hand side, and he overthrew his intended receiver. And that's Coleman. Well, I'll tell you what. Coleman is out there just gutting through this game. He's been wearing a boot on his injured foot for the last two weeks, but you can't tell it the way he's playing tonight. No, you know, that kid's got a lot of heart. A legitimate Division One recruit that uh, is going to go on and play on Saturdays next year. Uh, but, you know, if I'm Mike Blauden, I spend this offseason just working on intermediate routes with Tyler Bullock because that's what's killed this team all year is the inability to hit anything, you know, between the 5 and the 20, right? It's either short or deep. 5-22, fourth down eight, dropping back Bullock. Bullock is going to throw the ball deep, and he overthrew Tumlin. And it is incomplete. 5.16 to go in the first half. It's Fenwick 30, Roger Bacon nothing. Need your car fixed and have no idea where to go? Stay local. Take your vehicle to Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive in Green Hills on 48 Eswin Street. Matt's customers like their prompt, reliable service at a price you can afford. In fact, most customers refer Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive to their friends and family. Simply put, he runs his business the way all auto service centers should be, with integrity. Pioneer Automotive, they get the job done right. Pioneer Automotive, located at 48 Eswin Street. Call them at 513-851-5131. Well, while you were away, Fenwick had a lot of miscommunication on the field. And they're going to use their first time out of this first half up 30 to nothing with 516 left to go in the first half of action next week Purcell will round out the regular season of play and the Spartans will be on the road for the final game of the season tomorrow as we told you Mount St. Joseph on the road up in Defiance in Northwest Ohio Defiance County I'll be on the air with a pregame show with that one at 12:30 and the kickoff at 1:30 Exciting day for Roger Bacon tomorrow, too. You know, we'll talk to Alyssa Flating at halftime. Yes. Big volleyball game tomorrow. Big soccer game here tomorrow afternoon for the girls' soccer team that is uh, on the march with a talented young nucleus. First and ten. Janik handoff to Fessler. Fessler to the 45. Cuts it to the far side to the 50. And he's going to be brought down at the 47-yard line in Roger Bacon territory. And he's got a first down after a gain of about 11. Yeah, and again, you know, Bacon just unable to kind of pick themselves up off the mat right here. Very deflated and demoralized. Need just a little bit of a spark, a, a play of some sort. Maybe Nate Stark coming in and making a big play just to kind of get them back into this uh, from a head, head case standpoint. First and ten from the 47 of Roger Bacon. Handoff to fake handoff, and Janik's going to throw it deep up the left side. He's got a receiver complete at the 20 and bumped out of bounds. At the 15-yard line. Is that Freddie Greer on coverage? I was concentrating on who's catching the football. It's impossible to see these numbers. And unnecessary. That fen- yeah. I but mean, Mr. Greer there, uh, again, getting turned around, which we've seen happen now two weeks in a row. I believe that was Vogel's song that caught the pass. But Sounds so it's good. First and ten, ball at the 15-yard line. Dropping back Janik. Janik. Looks straight over the middle. Now has to be flushed out of the pocket. Rolls out to the right. Looks into the end zone. Pump fake. And then throws it out to the right sideline. Complete to the 15-yard line. Virtually no gain on the play. And that was caught. Looked looked like Clarceri. Or Vogelsang. Either either or. Vogelsang was on the left-hand side. I think that had to be Clarceri. 
Dylan Polk's coming back into the ballgame. They bring that back and for holding. It'll be a holding penalty. You kind of wondered the way that they were. Nobody had gotten a rush against the quarterback, Janik. So the ball will be placed at the 35-yard line and bring up first down. First down and about 30 for Fenwick. Janik with Fessler to the left of it. And the handoff to Fessler right up the middle across the 35 to the 31-yard line. Gain of four. Got 158 yards so far tonight on 15 carries unofficially. Well, my friend Tom Pierce is here tonight, and this is the moment where he'd go for an ankle or a knee. Uh, make sure he went around for uh, the tournament. If this keeps getting like this, we may end up doing movie reviews in the second half. <laughs> Janik with Fessler to, to the left, dropping back. Janik rolls out to the right. He's going to be hit and dropped. Stanhart came in and got the sack back to the 40-yard line. That helps. What did you say a couple of plays ago? Well, a lot to talk about. You know, I mean, we've got homecoming tonight. we got open house next week. You know, we will fill time. We've got your 19 reasons to go to Roger Bacon, too. Number 20 tomorrow, right? We're, we're rolling through 28 leading up to open house. We haven't gotten to those yet. We will here in a minute. Get to one or cut one or two of them. Out trips to the far side. Dropping back Janet. Janet on third and about 33. Rolls out to the left. Oh, he's sure. looking. He's got a lot of green. He's going to tuck it under and run to the 30. And he's going to step out of bounds near the 25-yard line. Nice run of about 16 yards on the play for Janet. Good coverage upfield, though, by the Spartan defense. Probably got him in field goal range, though. Well, they've got a pretty good, well, Beckman has got a great leg for extra points, but field goal kicking, not so much. He's one for four in the year. Davis is going to leave the ball game. And checking in, I have no idea. <laughs> why, why is there a stop clock? Again, I apologize. That's what I was saying earlier, because we've had... No officiating crew does it the same way. Dropping back Janik on fourth down. He's going to throw the ball up the right side. Incomplete. So the Spartans defense holds. They will take it over. And while we've got this opportunity, let's have Rob give a couple of his reasons why to go to Roger Bacon. I want you to start with our post from today, which is his home, right? And uh, Roger Bacon is home for for these grads, but it, it... Home is theoretical, right? Uh, it's this place where you can be yourself and be comfortable and be happy and feel loved. And, and the Roger Bacon home transfers everywhere you are. Uh, and it's something that supports you no matter where you are. Bullock hand off to Kiner off the right side. Cuts it inside the 25 out to the 30-yard line. Gain of about six on the carry out to the 32-yard line. But it, it's also a place where... You know, in times when you're down or when there's problems, home comes to pick you up and it finds you. And for a lot of grads, uh, it's what makes this place so special. Bullock with Kiner to the right. And Kiner gets the handoff again off the left tackle. Bounces it to the outside to the 35. Hurdles a runner to the 40-45. And he's going to be knocked out of bounds at the 50-yard line. Yeah, that kid whiffed. 
big time. Boy, he went right after the knees of Kiner, and Kiner just catapulted himself right over the top of that defender. 2.40 to go. Spartans in the hurry up, down 30 to nothing. Ball at midfield. Bullock drops back, throws it out in the flat, complete to Edmondson. Edmondson's going to be hit immediately and dropped at the 45-yard line of, well, now they'll say the 46-yard line of Fenwick. Edmondson is really becoming the go-to guy for Bullock here late in the season. Receiver. Shifty guy. Handoff goes to Kiner. Now Bullock's going to keep it on the fake handoff right up the middle across the 45 and down to the 42-yard line. It's a gain of four. Clock continues to run. Two minutes to go in this first half. Bullock looks over to the side, now gets the play. Gives it to the offensive line and now to Kiner. Receiver split on both sides. Third down. Three yards to go. Hand off to Kiner. To the right, to the left. Now back to the right. And what do we got? The official came in from the side and blew his whistle. Said Kiner was down a yard shy. Kiner wasn't even close to being down, was he, Rob? (laughs) Not even a little bit. He wasn't even going down. And the official called the play dead. While he was cutting to the outside. That's embarrassing. Boy, oh boy. I mean, they're questioning the official on it, but... Well, it gives us an opportunity to go ahead and go through a couple more of the reasons to go to Roger Bacon. Well, my my lead up to home was uh, school spirit. And, you know, today was Spirit Olympics. Yesterday, my my topic was school spirit and this idea of school spirituality because it's deeper here. And some of it's the bond you have and how you feel about this place. Uh, and how special it really is that that makes our spirit days and homecomings uh, that much more resonant. I mean, it, it's a it's a powerful thing to be a Roger Bacon Spartan and to come back and to be there those four years uh, for homecoming and, and Spirit Week. So it's fourth down. Call it about a yard to go. Receiver split. Bullock hand off to Kiner. Kiner breaks into the open. He's got the first down across the 35. Down to the 33-yard line. It'd be a gain of 10 on the carry and a first down for the Spartans. He came through there like a rocket. There was he wasn't not going to be denied the first down on that run. So it's first and 10 at the 33 of Fenwick. A minute and a half to go in this first half. Again, receiver split. Now trips out to the near side. Bird, the single receiver, out to the wide side. And the ball goes right through Bullock's hands, and he's going to fall on it back at the 47-yard line. Just mental mistakes. How many times have we seen them just kill themselves by getting careless uh, when they couldn't afford to do it? So a timeout will be taken by Roger Bacon. And the Spartans, when we come back, will have it second down and long at their own 45-yard line. You ready for another one? Ready for another one. Because school, school spirituality was a big one for me, but, you know, where I led up into that was uh, just a shout-out to the Drama Guild. So uh, now being led by Ms. Katie Murray, getting ready to put on Armis Brooks next month. But for 91 years now, uh, the Drama Guild has just been delivering some of the, the great plays. And now we have this unbelievable art center where they, they put on some amazing shows from Beauty and the Beast to The Wiz. Armis Brooks is coming up. Uh, the Drama Guild... Incredible. Jim Clark, uh, Jake Sweeney's spokesman here, a uh, Drama Guild member back in the 60s. 
Second down, 22. Bullock drops straight back. Looks over the middle. Steps up into the pocket. He's going to throw the ball deep, and it's incomplete. Threw it over the head of Zuri Edmondson, but it looked like Edmondson had broken off his pattern. Boy, there is just a lot of miscommunication right now out of the field. You know, I've noticed, right, and, you know, Tyler, just a a junior, and, you know, you're down and you're trying to make plays, but some of the the passes he's made just don't even seem to be anywhere near just, like, within the, the realm of the route. It's just, hey, I'm throwing it up. Maybe you can go get it. So it'll be third down 22 from the 45 of Fenwick. Kiner to the left. Bullock drops straight back. Bouncing in the pocket. Gets it to Kiner. Kiner completed the 40. 40, 35, 30. 25, 20 to the 15. And he'll be knocked out of bounds after he picks up the first down. And a flag is thrown in the air. It's going to be unnecessary roughness called against Fenwick for hitting Kiner way out of bounds with a minute six to go in the half. Great play call. Set it up pretty well. And then, uh, you know, get the ball to Kiner on, on the screen and let him do the rest. He got knocked out of bounds at the 15. They'll take it half the distance. Well, now, wait a second. They're going backwards. Uh-huh. What are they calling? What did they just call? They're, they're marking this off against Roger Bacon. Oh. Unnecessary roughness, unsportsmanlike against Roger Bacon? What in the world? That knocks the Spartans back to the 30-yard line. No idea what that call was. None. Nobody in the stands does, and I've got an idea that none of the White Hats do either. Moving in motion is Tumlin. Tumlin gets it on the jetter on the left-hand side to the 25 to the 20. Cuts it to the center to the 15, and he's down to the 12. He's got a first down with under a minute to go, 58 seconds. Got to hurry up here. Spartans have got one timeout remaining. Ball at the 12-yard line. Not sure why the clock has stopped. Now the clock is running. Handoff goes to Kiner around the right side. Now Kiner cuts it to the 10, spins inside to the 8-yard line, and he'll be stopped there, and now the Spartans will take a timeout. That's all right. Just get back to the line and get ready to run another play. I would have saved that timeout. Be third down for the Spartans, and about seven yards to go from the eight-yard line of Fenwick. They could still pick up a first down and not score. You ready for another one? No, ready for another one. Because uh, I like the drama guild too. But uh, <laughs> you may not know this, but Roger Bacon is not one incredible school uh, of culture and family and unity. It's two. And that's because the Our Lady of Angels, which is our sister school, opened in 1928 as well. Uh, when the demographics of the city changed in 1984, they, they were welcome to Roger Bacon. Uh, that culture is still very much alive and living at Roger Bacon uh, from all the great alumni who come back and visit and have reunions and whose kids or grandkids are now there, like my daughter, who is a, a granddaughter of an OLA alum. Uh, but the wonderful touches Roger Bacon has kept of OLA that has made the school live to this day. So after the timeout, the Spartans have the ball. Call it second down and seven. Bullock is going to throw it into the end zone. Touchdown! Well, you could call that the sit-down pattern because that's exactly what that Coleman, Coleman did. Yep. Got in the end zone, 
caught the ball and sat right down. And really, I, I love to see him get a touchdown in his last home game. He's had a great career here. Uh, it was a compliment to Jordan Williams his first fr- year as a freshman. Uh, Jordan being kind of the star receiver of the team and has really developed, again, a legitimate Division One prospect, getting a touchdown uh, when his team needs it on senior night. And the official just chased two players off the field that were lined up to block for this extra point. Spartans don't have enough players on the field. Now Bird is going to attempt the extra point. Blout will be the holder. It is 30-6. to six. Spartans finally get on the scoreboard. Yeah, a guy good short. snap. You're right, they're a guy short. Yep. Kick is up, and the kick is good, so it didn't matter. 10 against 11, they still get the extra point. That makes it 30-7 to 7 with 41 seconds to go in this first half. So uh, not much they'll do here. I imagine they kick off, and uh, I hope Fenwick takes a knee. You never know with them. And uh, Bacon gets the ball coming out, and you never see what happens, right? It's not impossible you, you don't find a way back into this game. Well, and you got Mr. Excitement on your squad. Never hurts to have Corey Kiner. Yeah. Anything's possible. Right? He, the guy can go anytime he touches it. That's absolutely correct. You know, in case you're uh, wondering where you can find these reasons to go to Roger Bacon, just look up Rob's name on Facebook, and he's been putting them all over the place. They're all public, uh, you know. And Going back to OLA, you know, from the Carol Dalway, uh, she's an OLA alumna, her art center in her honor to the, the insignia of the foyer that is there in there to the Our Lady of Angels Chapel, to the St. Francis stained glass. It's just incredible. Squib kick up the field by Bird, and it will go out of bounds, and that is not what the Spartans wanted. Went out of bounds right at the 35-yard line. And let's see where they decide to spot the football. As the officials are going to confer... I don't know, this officiating crew is almost one step away from the National League or the American League crew for Houston and Boston. It's these one Lukowskis, man. I'm telling you, I knew they were trouble <laughs> when they walked in here. Did you see that home run call? Yeah. What did you think? You know, it. I thought that they spent too much time to get it wrong. <laughs> but... uh I know. Baseball is another odd, odd animal sometimes. Rob, I looked at it and it took me one, two looks tops. But on the first look, I thought, it's a home run. Yeah. It's a home, but now Joe West in his amiable way manages to goof up another call. So it's first and ten for Fenwick. Handoff to Fessler. Fessler off left tackle. Takes it across the 40 out to the 42 yard line. That should probably do it for the quarter, right? 29 seconds to go. Fenwick gets right back up to the line of scrimmage. They're going to run another play. Receivers out wide, and Janik is going to throw it out to the right side, and it is complete on the play. Out to the right side to Jordan Rucker. Rucker takes it out to the 49-yard line. And that will be seven yards on the carry, and it brings up third down and eight. Fourteen seconds. He stepped out of bounds, so the clock stops. 
Third down, a long yard to go. They need to get just across midfield for the first down. Janik with Fessler to his left. Hand off to Fessler. Fessler cuts to the right side of the near side. He's got the first down. And he gets run out of bounds at the 47-yard line. Nine seconds to go in the half. You know, and it's interesting. You're up 23. I don't know why you risk injury uh, or turnover. Not, you know, nine seconds, what do you do now? But it, you know, why not take a knee? And I don't know what they're... For the same reason that you just said 30 seconds ago, Corey Kiner, you want to put as many points on the scoreboard as you possibly can. Is that Kiner at safety? Kiner's at safety out at the free safety position. Janik is going to roll out to the right. He's going to keep the football, rolls out to the right, and now will take a knee at the 41-yard line. Clock stops because he's... Well, I'm not sure why he, the clock stops unless he... It's not a first down. Why did the clock stop? Unless Fenwick must have called a timeout yeah. as he was sliding down. That is Kiner at safety, Rob. He's in a safety position, and you, you've said on several occasions, and I've heard that he can play safety, and now they've got him in. He was an unbelievable linebacker in elementary school. Uh, I saw him light some kids up on this very field. So uh, he certainly can get it done there. Of course, just one of the few kids on this team that doesn't have to play both ways, uh, exclusively a running back, but... Uh, he can get it done back there. He's got great instincts and knows how to play defense. And he's back there just basically because, well, not only is he a good athlete, but the Spartans here lately have just been decimated by the illness and injury. Spartans will break the huddle as Fenwick is out onto the field ready to run the what would appear to be the final play of the first half. They've got it at the 42 of Roger Bacon, two seconds to go. Janik, the quarterback with Fessler to his left. He's going to throw the ball deep. Now he's going to run up Over the line of scrimmage. He's now, he's, just go. now he's got to run it, and he's going to just take a knee inside the 35 to the 33-yard line, and that will do it for the end of the first half. Well, at least Roger Bacon has got some life heading into halftime, and they get the football to start the second half of action, Rob. Boy, the way this thing started out, they could have packed the bags and gone home quickly. No, and, you know, they needed a play or two to kind of get things going. And Corey Kiner, I thought, when he left that kid who made a somewhat of a sad attempt to come in and tackle him, you know, with his head down, that that really gave them a little bit of a spark. They were able to punch the ball in just to give themselves something to feel good about going into the half. They get the ball to receive coming back out, so we'll see if they can put something else together. Cut down on mistakes, right? That's been really the Achilles heel. Uh, and if they put another touchdown in, it gets a little more interesting. And coming up at halftime, Rob's interview with Coach Flating on their volleyball team's success this year and their game tomorrow in the tournament. Your score here at the half. It is now Fenwick 30 and Roger Bacon 7. Hey, it's Mel Egger. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you know about your insurance? Chances are you know how much you pay for it, but do you really know what your coverage is? Chances are you don't, and that's because most insurance companies don't go out of their way to make sure you understand what you're buying. That's why RJL is different. They design insurance programs that they monitor continually, and they make sure they adapt your coverage as your life changes. Call RJL Insurance today. Obtain a quote from Rob, Jared, or Kevin at 513-322-5637. 
Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast is made possible by Transform U Fitness, Eric Geiger State Farm Insurance, Jake Sweeney Automotive, Ascent Safety Solutions, Game On Sports Bar, RJL Insurance, Stacy Heating and Cooling, and Vonderhaar Catering. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. They are role models and educators. Their work requires a great deal of time and energy for very little pay. Who are these unsung heroes? Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. The simple truth about education-based athletics in Ohio is this. Without a committed team of coaches and administrators, it just wouldn't be possible. School sports, they bring out the best in all of us. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. So, Dave, uh, as you are well aware, because I, I talk about it a lot, my daughter being a freshman in that program, our girls' volleyball team, currently undefeated, uh, 22-0, finished the regular season, won the league, of course, uh, and is number one in the state of Ohio in girls' volleyball. Uh, get kicked off tomorrow with, uh, with their first tournament game against Norwood. Uh, Coach Alyssa Flading, who is a uh, state champion player here, an alum of the school, uh, learned from Carol Shawway, who's one of the great coaches in the history of the school and Our Lady of Angels, uh, now running the program, does an unbelievable job with a team of underdogs who uh, do not look intimidating when you see them. Uh, but are every bit of uh, a legitimate state title contender uh, getting ready to kick it off, and I had a chance to talk to Coach Flading. I'm here with the head girls volleyball coach at Roger Bacon, Alyssa Flading, on her seventh season now and the coach of the number one ranked uh, in the state of Ohio girls Spartan volleyball team. Uh, coach Flading, so i, I got to ask you at first, undefeated, which uh, maybe not was the, the expectation going into the season, not that you would ever expect to go undefeated, <laughs> Uh, but certainly these girls uh, have been very, very good throughout the year and uh, probably go into the state tournament as the favorites. Uh, as the head coach, tell us, uh, for those of us who are not really schooled in volleyball, um, kind of how this season played out and, and, you know, how it met your expectations. Yeah. So this group of girls, is they've been a really special group. Um, you know, like you said, that our expectation was definitely not to go undefeated. That was a bonus an added bonus for sure. We knew that we wanted to make it further in the state tournament. So our goal is still to make it further than districts, which I believe we can do, um, especially with um, the team that has come together at this point. So, you know, we're, if you have made it to a volleyball game this year, you would be um, probably shocked that our team has been undefeated. We are not a very tall team, especially when you come into a gym and in volleyball, you expect people to be huge. You can, hit a ball straight down. You know, we don't have that, but um, we have a, a good group of girls who have really great ball control, and a lot of them play club volleyball at a high level, so they know the game well. And um, they just work really hard, and they're a lot of fun. So I think with all those things put together, it's been um, a great season so far, and we definitely don't want it to end. You know, this week we've had um, – we had a scrimmage yesterday, 
at Mason where we won the first set and then we lost the last two or three, which is fine. It's a good learning opportunity. Um, but, you know, talking to their coach, it didn't seem like her season has been all wonderful or this season has been just great. I'm not ready for it to end. So, um, and you can't say that about every single year with every season of every sport, right? But this group of girls, they're special. And I, um, I'm hoping that we can continue to play as far as we can in this tournament. Uh, I've had the fortunate opportunity to watch your teams play quite a bit over the past couple of years, uh, either as, as a Spartan fan or, or my, my cousin who was on the team for a while. Uh, it seems like the one trait that all of your teams have is that they just believe they're going to win regardless of how tall they are or how quick they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that something you work on? Or, or I guess what's the secret to getting that buy-in uh, from your girls every year? Yeah, when I first started coaching at, at Bacon as the varsity coach, I would always tell my girls that Roger Bacon is such a special place because like, not just in volleyball but in a lot of things, people just work really hard at what they do. It's, things aren't just given to us. It's like, you know, like, oh, you're the little school who – it is what it is. It's like, no, like, yeah, we're Roger Bacon. We work really hard and we deserve this. And and they know that. So, you know, we always talk about playing for the name on the back of our jersey, Roger Bacon High School, and how important that is. And, and there's a lot of people out there that, you know, believe in Roger Bacon and what we can do. So not only do we believe in it, but we know that other people do. So I think that continues to push us along the way. Yeah, I, I thought the one game that maybe, or match, whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, that maybe was most indicative of uh, how special this team really is was this, the Seton match. Yeah. Uh, where you guys lost the first two sets against a really, really good team that had really cut their teeth on unbelievable competition mm-hmm. at a local level with, with the GGCL. Uh, you guys came back and win. Tell me what that did maybe for this team's belief that they could make a run at a state title. Yeah, I think that that first that week was um, that was a long week for us. So we had two girls who just got back from Italy and we had to play seven matches in eight days. So they were definitely tired at that point. So we had played uh, Fenwick on Monday. We played McNick on Tuesday and then we played uh, Seton on Thursday. And then we had some other matches following after those. So we had two, two big matches before that. So I think going into it, they were tired. They were worn out. And I think there were moments where they may have felt like, you know, what it, it, it is what it is, what happens. But they, I think that they've been in situations this year where they've won and they've been able to excel. Um, and and that, that drive I'm talking about where, yeah, you're a little, you are, you are this certain way. They were able to kind of feed on that and they knew that they could beat that team, even though they had bigger hitters than us, which we talk about a lot. Um, but our girls just do such a good job of working together and not giving up. I mean, balls never, touch the ground on our side. And if they do, they do a good job of shaking it off and just moving on to the next point, which in volleyball is very important because every every point is a point for somebody. You can't just, you know, every play is a point for somebody in this yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, so I've been doing these posts, and, uh, you know, I knew Carol Shawway was a Roger Bacon coaching legend. Uh, didn't realize she went back to Our Lady of Angels uh, and coaching great teams there. You are part of the coaching tree, I guess, for her, having played under her. Yes. Uh, a few minutes about Coach Shawway and how she's affected you as, as a player first and now as a coach yeah. at Roger Bacon. Um, so Carol, <laughs> so I actually went to Macaulay my freshman year, and then I transferred to Roger Bacon my sophomore year. And um, I didn't know at the time that volleyball was such a big thing here. You know, I, I actually came because I just loved the environment when I shadowed as a freshman. So anyways, when I came in, I meet this coach who is quite intimidating as, as, a, as a student, as a player, but um, you knew what she was doing was was going to get you somewhere. You know, she she pushed you to the extreme no matter what. And um, it definitely helped me mature not only as a volleyball player but as a person, you know, being able to get through things through your life that 
you don't think you'd be able to. You're like, you know, I, I, I can do these things because not only do I have people pushing me, but I, I know I can because I believe in myself, too. And she instilled that in me and all of my teammates. Um, we were able to win state my senior year, which was awesome. Um, and then they were able to win it the following year and went undefeated as well, which was the last team to go undefeated. So um, not only do I – uh, am I proud of the fact that I was a player on that team? But I also feel like I have teammates who the year after me went undefeated, and I, I thrive off that too, seeing what these girls are able to do at this point in time. So Carol's definitely been an inspiration to me um, over the course of my coaching career. I would have never thought that I could ever be the head volleyball coach at Roger Bacon because of or the shoes you have to fill, right? knowing what she did. I remember when, when I first started coaching club volleyball, and the, the job came open, and actually Ryan Bettinghouse ended up stepping in, and then I, I took it over from him. Someone's like, you should apply for that. I was like, no, there's no way. There's no way I could be a head volleyball coach. So um, the fact that I'm here and, and our girls have been successful is is exciting, and um, I just hope that I do. I hope I can leave some sort of impression on these girls like Carol left on me. Well, I think you do that. <laughs> so uh, you work in admissions here as well, and mm-hmm. this is an incredible week at Roger Bacon. It always is. You know, you have Spirit Week this week, which is far deeper at Roger Bacon than it is anywhere else. And then you, you kind of culminate with this incredible weekend of sports uh, with football game Friday night, and then your volleyball game, first game of the tournament Saturday mm-hmm. morning, and then a soccer game back at home for the girls on uh, Saturday night. Uh, tell us what Spirit Week is like here and also how kids who are thinking about Roger Bacon can come have a look for themselves. Yeah, so um, – so Spirit Week is so much fun. So, yes, working in admissions, I um, I try and push kids to come during this week, which showed because the last three days are closed out. <laughs> We're supposed to close out our shadow visits at 12 students. We had 14 today. We had 14 on, what was that, Tuesday, and actually ended up with 12 or 13 yesterday. So um, kids were able to be here and be in the environment, dress up, have a good time, um, and just experience what it's all about. Yeah, they're not dressed up in Roger Bacon gear all, all week, but – all of the kids get involved and they have fun and they walk through the hallways and the teachers get involved and they just, you know, realize that this is a community of people who not only are we here to take care of business, but they also want to have fun. And uh, it leads up to our Spirit Olympics, which take place tomorrow, and then our parade tomorrow night, which is before the football game, which is so much fun. Um, and a lot of kids get involved. You know, I sent an email out. I'm in charge of the parade, too. Uh, I sent an email out the other day saying, hey, we don't have many people in the parade. Let's get some people in here. We had seven more groups sign up and say they wanted to be a part of it. You know, it's just, it's fun. It's exciting to be at Roger Bacon. And and I hope that students who aren't here, eighth graders and seventh graders, sixth graders, all the way down to kindergartners, you know, come to the parade, come to the football game and enjoy it. And not only football games, but volleyball games and and the soccer game tomorrow. It should be, it's a fun time to be at Roger Bacon right now. Yeah. And open house October 28th. Yes. So 1 to 3 p.m. was our open house. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Last year, we ran out of tour guides because we had so many people show up at one time. So if you come this year and we run out, I promise you we'll find somebody. I'm running around. Myself yeah. and Brandon Cowens are running around like crazy getting people. And you don't have to be just a prospective um, family. You can be an alumni who wants to come back and just walk around and see the building again and get a tour from kids. But you're open to that. You know, we, we talk about this place being a family, and it's true. And when you have an open house, it's to be open for everyone. So we hope that um, a lot of people come out and enjoy the day. Hopefully we have great weather, which we've been lucky the last few years, and we always have a great turnout. Yeah. So My daughter, us. who yeah. uh, was there last year, compared it to a hug, which I think Aww. is the best compliment you give an open house, right? <laughs> is it, it felt like a hug. That's super uh, cute. So thanks for your time. Good luck uh, this weekend, and we look forward to the run this team makes. Awesome. Thank you so much for wanting to talk to me. And hail Spartans. Hail Spartans. Hail Spartans. So, uh... 
Alyssa's unbelievable, right? I mean, she's just a great a great representative of Roger Bacon and what it can do for somebody. Tells a great story. Uh, my daughter went to all of the open houses that were available to her over three years, and as she was narrowing her choices down, uh, you know, it really came down to two for her, which were St. Ursula and Roger Bacon. And, and Roger Bacon's open house is like a hug. It's the most unbelievably happy, fun, loving, warm environment you could go to. In fact, my wife thought, this can't be true. This has got to be a put-on. So she had never been back and came back to drop my daughter off for a shadow day and have coffee uh, and walked in the door and said it was like going to Disney World from, you know, little animated birds chirping and flying by to kids opening doors and good morning and how are you and just it's a special place that, that really is unbelievable. And like I like to say, you know, we, we are down on the score tonight. We've never lost at Roger Bacon because we get to be Roger Bacon. And we get to go to this incredible school and have this student body and alumni that are always behind you and always are there to pick you up. And it's just a happy place that uh, makes us undefeated for 91 years now. Well, you know, what's interesting too, Rob, is that you, you know, you always ask me, you know, how do I feel about doing these games? Well, I'll tell you one thing. You know, Matt Ballmer from Pioneer Automotive just came up here to talk to us at halftime and had some great things to say about us on, on Facebook this week. Eric Shulkers always says something. Ed Noe of Noah and McLeod, you know, part of, part of our sponsorship group. Um, you know, we have just been embraced by the Roger Bacon community for doing these games, and I can't tell you uh, how much I appreciate it. Um, coming down here after doing five years of this in central Ohio, but coming down here and, and picking this up and starting this off just basically because you asked me to. Well, you know, I told you it was a special place, and, and I guess the question for you would be, uh, you know, this is our 15th game, our 14th game, really, we've done together. Uh, if you count the one, we had some technical yeah, difficulties. Yeah. And, and I don't know where else you say, well, you, you start out game one with maybe 200 listeners, and 14 games later, you're at a thousand. So yeah. it's it's support of the Bacon family who get excited just about being Roger Bacon, right? It, we don't we don't call a whole lot of winners up here and having an opportunity. It's coming, but as of this point, you know it's a growing team that's taking lumps. But fans tune in because it's an opportunity just to reconnect with a place that is like no other uh, in the country, as far as I'm concerned, right? You, you laughed at my Notre Dame comparison, but uh, I I bow <laughs> at the altar of Notre Dame, and, I, and I'm fortunate to have been a part of Roger Bacon uh, and get to come up here and talk about it with you for three hours and bring you back and make you a part of the family, right? And, uh, you know, from Matt Vollmer to Eric Shulkers to Mike Blout and everybody, to everybody. Joe Henneke's, yeah. right, who, everyone yeah. else who's embraced you uh, as a member of the family, uh, that's how we are. And sometimes you come by because you went here and sometimes we adopt you. So uh, it's, I, a, it's a great place. Now I'm going to put Rob on the spot. He doesn't know I'm going to ask him this question, but I'm going to ask it to him. If Notre Dame is playing North Carolina, who are you rooting for? Well, they, they do play very often, right? In so, basketball. Not very often oh, in football. Best basketball, and really, in it, my, if you cut me open right now, <laughs> uh, my blood bleeds Carolina blue. And uh, it always has and always will be uh, until, you know, born, bred, dead, right? That's the Tar Heel thing. So... Uh, I, I root for Notre Dame. I certainly love him in football as a Catholic kid, and Carolina's football program has been a complete mess. But um, it, it's a it's one of those that I, I don't mind when they lose to them as much as I do anybody else, right? I, we lost to them a couple years ago. You know, Notre Dame actually had a good team. We went up there and lost, uh, and then ended up spanking them in the ACC tournament. But uh, 
two great schools. You can't go wrong. Both very difficult to get into. And uh, the Catholic piece is where I, I feel like there's this kind of connection between Roger Bacon and, and Notre Dame. We send a lot of kids there, uh, and it, both kind of special cultures that are unique unto themselves. Very good job of dodging the question. This is Carolina, right? <laughs> All right. Your score here at halftime, it is 30-7. to 7. Fenwick on top of it. Rob and I will be back with more after this. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. If I play sports for my school, I'll learn how to be part of a team. I will have more friends. I will be active now and when I'm a grown-up. I will learn how to work hard. I'll have better attendance. I'll learn how to overcome adversity. I'll be more likely to go to college. I will learn how to get along with others. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. I must learn to be a good student during school if I want to throw on my uniform after school. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Braun Bacevich Stadium. It is 30-7. Fenwick on top of Roger Bacon. And I just remembered something. Happy birthday. Tomorrow, right? 29. Man, they fly by. <laughs> How many anniversaries? Like just the other day, I was, uh, <laughs> I was 28. And now tomorrow I'm going to be 29. How many anniversaries of your 29th birthday is this? That's well, probably just the third, okay. I think. Uh, you know. So Roger Bacon is going to get the opening kickoff. Now, let's look at it from the glass-half-full standpoint, Rob. If they can take the football and go down and score, they are within two possessions of this football game. They are, but if, if I'm Coach Blout, and I know him a little bit, obviously, uh, that doesn't even come into the halftime speech, right? The only thing I talk about is executing. Come out and score. Just do that. Don't worry about anything more than the, the next play. Uh, and making it successful and, and doing your job for the guy next to you, doing your assignment, maintaining your, your discipline on that assignment, uh, and moving the ball down the field and scoring, coming back out and doing it on defense, and then whatever happens, happens, right? You can't get into this worrying about the time, worrying about the score, worrying about injuries. you got to just go play. And that's what the Spartans are going to have to do here tonight. They're going to have to really pick up the pace here in the second half, down by 23. But it definitely is not out of the realm of possibility. And not, that, not at all. You know, and that's what you've got here tonight. And, of course, boy, what an unbelievable ending 
it would be to a GCL home game, the final home game in the GCL, if the Spartans could come back and win this thing. It is, but, you know, I was talking to uh, Mike Hackman, one of our legends, before the game, and, and we were down on the field a little bit, uh, and just looking at how many kids Bacon has versus even when he was here, and then seeing the, the amount of kids that when Fenwick gets off the bus, uh, it's just it's just difficult, right? I mean, even if Mike Wilde could say, I can go out every year and grab ten kids, uh, of the 50 boys that get to enroll in the school, uh, 10 football players, you know, Fenwick can take 100 boys. They can take 200 boys, right? There's no limit as far as how many kids they can grab. And it's hard to play football. We can, we will, I promise you now, girls basketball, boys basketball, volleyball, we can hold our own with anybody. And we regularly go out there and hand it to them in those sports. But football's the one when you need 11 guys, and those guys have to have particular skill set. they got to be big. they got to be physical. they got to be fast. they got to be strong. It's hard to do that when you only get so many kids every year, and some of them get injured, they get sick, they transfer, things happen. So uh, it's difficult. It's why we're stepping away from... Not even the real GCL, right? The real GCL was Moeller, Bacon, X, Elder, LaSalle, Purcell. Uh, this kind of hodgepodge GCL we've been in the past 20 years. It's probably time for the, the northern schools to go north, for us to come back and play schools that are more comparable because we're moving on a different trajectory academically anyway from them. Uh, that's our focus here. We're worried about developing kids and those kids going on to great opportunities, not winning football games. So your score at halftime, it's Fenwick 30, Roger Bacon 7. Rob and I will be back with the second half coming up next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 169. Yes, 169. It's Rocktoberfest at Jake Sweeney Ram Tri-County. During Ram Power Days, please the all-new Ram 1500 for only 169 a month. Only at Jake Sweeney Ram Tri-County. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast is made possible by Ed Nolan McLeod, attorneys. The Substation 2 in Florence. Jason Regelsberger, State Farm Insurance. The Lucky Turtle. T-Spot, Window Tint and Audio. Pioneer Auto Service. Borgman Athletics. And Sunday's Pub. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon Spartans High School broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Bron Bezovich Stadium where the Spartans are down on the scoreboard by 23. 30-7 and that makes this first possession of the second half so important for this Spartan football team give the ball to Corey Kiner <laughs> Bullock may be a little dinged up you know Kuhlman not 100% Edmondson not 100% offensive line kind of has been uh, less than stellar the past couple weeks uh, but you give the ball to your best player uh, when there's a half left in your last home game at homecoming and you just see what happens well it'll be interesting to see what the situation is with Tyler Bullock we heard at halftime that he had broken a finger. Tyler, just 6 of 17 passing, one touchdown, one interception for 60 yards. Corey Kiner, 95 yards at the half on 14 carries. But will Bullock be able to play, and which hand is the broken finger on? We never could get an explanation on that. He's really struggled with ball placement the past two or three weeks. Uh, just unable to kind of connect with receivers. Like, you know, it doesn't look like he's, like I said, throwing even the same route that the receivers are running. Beckman is going to kick it off. Spartans will be going from right to left to start this third quarter off. And Kiner is back. He's going to take it in off the grass at the 15 to the 20, 25 to the 30. Cuts to the near side, 35, 40. And he's going to be stacked up at the 43 and brought down right there. About 
a half a yard difference on that, that defender coming in, and Corey able to make a cut to the outside. He probably goes, uh, but but just ran into that guy a little bit too quickly and uh, goes down. But a decent return and not bad starting field position uh, on a must-score drive. At the 42-yard line in their own territory. And let's see who's going to come out of quarterback. It is going to be Bullock. And can you tell? It looks like his left hand is the one. Is his left hand taped up? Bullock is in, in the game, a quarterback. Trying to see which hand is taped up. And I don't think any, either one of them is. Uh, do you think, Rob? No. He's a tough kid. Though. Yeah, my guess is it's the left hand. I'm just going to take a guess and say it's the left. We'll know on the first pass. And he's going to throw it right away. And that pass is airmailed. Well, way out of bounds. But we know it's not the right hand because <laughs> he uh, he leaned into that one and yeah. threw it to uh, to the fans up on the top of the hill. Well, you know they do say that if you've got a crooked finger, it can help your curveball. Is that right? That's which, right. which finger? Does what? it matter? Does it matter which finger? It does. Normally, it's your index finger. Yeah. Say if that's crooked. I, I have heard. Well, that then they before. should say crooked index finger. Well, huh? I mean, I have, a, right. I have a crooked pinky. Handoff goes to Kiner. Kiner right up the middle to the 50. He's gone. 40, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown. Corey Kiner. Boy, number the minute he got to the 50, Rob, you could tell he was gone. Gone. I think that's number 24 on the season, right? As, as he inches towards the touchdown record. Yes. 24 touchdowns on the year for Kiner. Probably 65 yards. Probably what do we got? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We've got a flag down on the side. They're going to negate this. It's going to be a hold against the Spartans all the way down to the 20. Holy cow. Unbelievable. They've got a hold back at the 44-yard line. These refs tonight. Wow. Holy cow. So that negates the touchdown, and basically it's going to be put back at the 45-yard line in Roger Baker territory. I never saw that flag being thrown. So the Spartans forget the touchdown, 11.38 to go. Boy, that would have been a big, big play in this ballgame. Terrible call. Kiner to the right of Bullock. Bullock. Has the football on the near hash mark. Trips out to the far side. Dropping back. Looks underneath. And he's going to dump it off to Kiner, but it's incomplete. Just trying to get rid of it there, I think, to uh, avoid the pass rush. So that will bring up third down. And seven. Well, now, I've got to think through this. It shouldn't be third down. It should be second down. Bullock with Kiner to the right is going to drop back on third and seven. He's going to throw it out to the right side, and it is incomplete. Tried to get the ball to Brandon Tumlin. He just doesn't look right. That was first down on Kiner's run, correct? Uh, No, because he had airmailed one. You're right, correct. Absolutely, yep, my... My mistake. But, so it brings up fourth down. Um, you know, these refs have made some questionable calls tonight that have hurt Bacon. Bacon's hurt themselves, but 
you know, some of these calls, which are really late after plays, uh, just interesting. Glaseri is back to return this punt. Bird low snap, but gets the punt away. Glaseri's going to let it bounce at about the 20, rolls inside the 20, and it will be downed at the 15-yard line. It's going to be a 45-yard punt by Luke Bird. No return. So, again, you know, defense here now put in a, a tough position. Uh, they've had some trouble with this offense tonight, as evidenced by the score. So uh, let's see if they can get enough of a spark coming out of the half to, to make a stop and get the ball back and, and see if we can do something positive. So Fenwick has it back in their own territory at the 15, easily their worst field position of the night. 11-17 to go in the third quarter, 30-7. to Fenwick on top of it. And Janik hands it off to Fessler. He's going to run the jet around the left-hand side to the 20-25, and he's going to be run out of bounds outside the 25 to about the 26-yard line on the carry, and that'll be a gain of 11 and a first down. That kid is one heck of a running back. Well, I, I won't take anything away from him, but I, I would have liked to have seen this game with a, with a full complement of players on our side of the ball. Because we're, we're, where we're decimated, you can see, is uh, dropping back. Handoff goes to Fessler now. Fessler brings it upfield and takes it across the 30 out to the 32-yard line. It's a gain of five on the carry for Fessler. And it brings up second down, five yards to go. 10.55 and running, left to go in the third quarter. Fenwick, wing formation, wing right. They've got Klaseri at the right wing. Receivers out wide on both sides. Vogelsong is out to the left-hand side. Handoff up the middle to Fessler. And Fessler is going to struggle to get out to the 34-yard line for a gain of two. Brings up third down. And about six yards to go for a first. And about four yards to go for a first. Big play here. Just, you know, if nothing else for uh, school pride, right? 10-20 and running. Make a stop. Ball at the 34-yard line. Third down. Call it about two and a half, maybe three yards to go for a Fenwick first down. Janik barking out the signals. He's got Fessler to the left of him out of the pistol. Hand off to Fessler right up the middle. He's got the first down across the 35 out to the 40, and he'll be brought down at the 41-yard line. That's a gain of six on the carry, and Fessler picks up another first down for Fenwick, and they just continue to run the football. Yeah, and Dylan Polk a little bit shaken up out there, you know, and again, this is the downside when you you got guys playing both ways, and Fenwick comes in with a dedicated offense and a dedicated defense. So first and ten for Fenwick at the 41-yard line. Now Davis is in the backfield along with Fessler out of the pistol. Receivers out wide. Handoff goes to Davis, and Davis is going to take it to the 45, out to the 46, maybe the 47-yard line. And that's a gain of six on the carry. Davis had a big night a year ago against the Spartans, 180 yards, a little more than that, and a touchdown. That's kind of a tight game, if I remember, though, right? I missed that one, but for a while that was a, a close game. Yeah, it was. It was only 7-3 to three at the half. 
Second down, call it four yards to go. Handoff goes to Fessler up the middle across midfield into Roger Bacon territory. He cuts it to the 45 and then spins and brought down at the 43-yard line. That's going to be another first down for Fenwick, this time in Roger Bacon territory, and they're down to the 44-yard line. Jake Mumpert picked up the tackle on the play. Davis in the backfield along with Fessler. They run that T formation, but it's out of the pistol. Two receivers out wide to the left. Got Vogelsong wide to the right for the Falcons. Hand off to Davis. Davis right up the middle to the 40. Struggles to the 35-yard line and brought down there. Stan Hart and Nate Stark with the tackles at the 35-yard line. And the smaller version of Roger Bacon's defensive line out there just unable to, to get penetration against that O-line. Davis comes out of the ball game now off to the sideline with 8.16 to go in the third quarter. Fessler to the left of Janik out of the pistol formation on second down and six. Hand off to Fessler right up the middle to the 30, to the 25, to the 20, and he's downed inside the 20 near the 19-yard line. Unable to just, to just get anything going on defense right now. They're just opening up massive holes, that offensive line, just continuing to methodically just open holes and Fessler is hitting them and Davis was he's into the ball game he's hitting them also and yeah, just a, just personnel right you just yep trouble matching up Janik looks over to the sideline ball in the center of the field now looks over to Fessler to his left again receivers out wide on first down 10 from the 20 handoff to Fessler off right guard to the 15 cuts it to the near side and he's going to be brought down at the 12 eight-yard gain for the senior running back. He's close to 200 yards here this evening. Well, he's getting 10 yards every time he touches it practically, right? And someone just needs to come in and put a hit on the kid. So it will be shy of the first down by a couple yards, bring up second down, two yards to go. They need to get down to the 10-yard line to pick up the first down. Janik. Got Fessler to the left of him, out of the pistol. They've run that same formation pretty much the entire drive. Hand off to Fessler, off right guard. Takes it down inside the five, and he's going to be brought down at the two. First and goal for the Falcons. Gut check time right here. You know, goal line stand. Let's see if we can hold him. This is going to be a tough stop for the Spartans. They have not been able to stop this running game. Fessler has grabbed about... Six or seven carries, or six or seven yards, excuse me, each carry. Now Davis is back into the ball game. They're running that tee out of the pistol. Janik, ball in the near hash mark. First and goal, handoff to Fessler. Fessler goes into the line, but the Spartans stop him at about the three-yard line. Bring up second and goal. Good stop here. Let's see if we get another one. Spartans really... Put together a good stop there. Now Fenwick taking a lot of time in between plays. They've still got Davis and Fessler in the backfield. Going wing left. Looks like Drew Theory out there at the wing. Handoff goes to Fessler, takes it out Uh wide left, and he's just going to 
hop it into the end zone right inside the pylon for the score. Yep, just got far enough uh, east-west uh, with that sort of a, a gap there. Nothing they could really do about it to, to pick up one yard. So the touchdown for Fenwick now makes it 36-7 with 5.56 remaining to go in the third quarter. Spartans really had the momentum after Kiner broke that touchdown run, but it was called back by the hold, and then Fenwick got the football back, drives it right down the field for the score. Yep. The kick by Beckman is up, and he stays perfect. It is good. 5.56 remaining to go in the third. It's now Fenwick 37, Roger Bacon 7. Think about your home. What do you see? Do you just see two stories or the stories of your toddler's first steps? Now think about your car. Do you see an odometer reading or your kids reading in the back seat? Other insurance companies just see a house. They just see a car. But a state farm agent sees what your home and your car really mean to you. So why not give them the protection they deserve? Call agent Eric Geiger at 513-574-0321. White Oaks Favorite Sports Bar. The game on Bar & Grill is even better. Come check out the UC and Xavier games with $12 buckets ready to go. Daily drink specials and open for lunch and dinner with great food and great service. The game on Sports Bar & Grill is your place for the entire family. With plenty of TVs to watch all the games and fun for all. Follow us on Facebook at Game On! Exclamation point to check out all the latest specials. After the Roger Bacon game, head to the Game On! Sports Bar & Grill at 5880 Chevy Ave Road in White Oaks. Fifteen grand. Yes, $15,000. It's Rocktoberfest at Jake Sweeney Ram Tri-County. During Ram Power Days, you'll save up to fifteen grand on new Ram trucks. Only at Jake Sweeney Ram Tri-County. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh, back here at Braun Bazevich Stadium. 5.56 remaining to go in the third quarter. 37-7. to Fenwick on top of the Spartans by 30. Corey Kiner back set to return this kickoff from Matt Beckman. And Beckman approaches the football and gets a high end-over-end kick that is going to be taken in by Lackey. He laterals it back to Kiner. Kiner at the 20, to the 25, cuts it to the far side to the 30, and he's going to be bumped out of bounds outside the 35 to the 39-yard line. So the Spartans will start first and 10 in good field position, but they need to answer that touchdown score. Ball resting right at their 38-yard line. Keep making positive plays and find things to build on. You know, regardless tonight, you got a big rival next week. Uh, you need to go into that with as much momentum as possible. Trips out to the far side. Clock running. Bullock, fake handoff, dropped the ball and just jumps on top of it at the 32-yard line for a loss of five. Yeah, if he's dinged up with a finger, you know, that that's the area where I don't think it's throws that, that bother a quarterback as much as it is exchanges, right? You know, when you have a guy coming up and rubbing it and that pressure hits that hand. So it'll bring up second down and about 16 yards to go. Hand off to Kiner right up the middle. Cuts it to the far side to the 35 to the 40. Cuts back and he gets knocked down at the 45-yard line. He's going to be close to a first down. Gets out to the 41. Sorry, Rob. No, good run. And he's going to be shy of the first down by about three, make it two yards. Third down, two yards to go. Ball resting at the 45, and the handoff on the jet comes to Tumlin. Tumlin gets knocked around at the 47-yard line and finally brought down there. 
He's close to the first down, but he's going to be shy by about a yard. Bring up fourth down. I don't know why. Call it a yard. Fake the jet sweep, you hand it to Kiner, right? You're, you set that up to give it to your best player, not to, to run the play that the defense keys on when you see the guy coming in motion. And so the ball resting at the 47-yard line. And it'll be fourth down and a yard to go. And Bullock hands off to Kiner. Kiner's got the first down across midfield to the 49-yard line. Six yards on the carry for Corey. That's what you run the last play. Uh, you know, when you need a first down and it's short, I don't know why you do anything but give the ball to Corey Kiner. So the ball at the 49-yard line in Fenwick territory. Spartans with 3.15 and running left to go in the third quarter, down 37-7. to Kiner to the left of Bullock. Fake handoff. Bullock's going to keep it himself, and he's going to be stacked up and drop for a two-yard loss back to the 49 in Bacon territory. And the official just, for a play, just threw Kuhlman out of the ball game, I believe for just a play. And Jacob Burning, the cornerback, he didn't like the way those two were acting with each other, so he came in and told them to go cool off. Well, Burning initiated. Kuhlman walked away. So, again, these refs are are just kind of an embarrassment. Dropping back is Bullock. Bullock throws it over the middle. It is complete dessert to Tumlin. Tumlin has got it at the 40. First down. In Fenwick territory. He'll be brought down at the 39-yard line, and Rob's right. That's enough for a first down. Good play, and you know I've, I've we've said all year get the ball in Tumlin's hands, and good things usually happen. And a face Ma- mask on that, I guess. Max Stuchel, by the way, was in the ball game. He's one of the seniors tonight. He was in at the receiver spot, and now he's out of the ball game. Fat face mask marks it down inside the 35 to the 34 yard line. First and ten for the Spartans, and the shotgun. That the direct snap goes to Kiner, and Kiner takes it right up the middle to the 31-yard line. It's a gain of three on the carry. Remember when uh, was it the Dolphins that made the Wildcat like the the NFL thing a couple years ago? I think it was the Dolphins that did it. Ronnie first. Brown. Ronnie yeah. Brown. Bullock drops back, looks into the end zone. He's got Coolman, and Coolman looked like he was held. No call, and it was over his head, incomplete. Boy, the crowd thought he was held, too. And Burning and Kuhlman are having some words again. And Burning, I don't know, Rob, it just looked like Burning reached out and grabbed Kuhlman by the right wrist. He did. He did. So it's third down, seven yards to go. Fake handoff. Bullock wouldn't give up the ball. Kiner couldn't get it. The ball ended up on the turf, and Bullock jumped on it for a loss of three, and it's fourth down. I don't know how many more mistakes you could make in crucial situations if you're Roger Bacon. So going out wide to the right-hand side is Kyle Gibbs who's into the ball game now. Kyle Gibbs getting an opportunity to play here tonight on senior night. Bullock rolls out to the right after the snap. Flag is down, thrown in the line of scrimmage. He throws it into the end zone. Complete touchdown. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to come back. It'll be a hold. It will be. Again, another hold against the Spartans. Great play, though. 
Spartans think they've scored, but and so does Fenwick. But it's a hold called by the official, and everybody will now come back. I, boy, I, this this is a game film, Rob, that the OHSAA should look at and just say, gentlemen, thank you for your years of service, but don't referee another game. Go back to whatever it is you screw up Monday through Friday. Boy, this has been one of those games where... So the Spartans, after that, fourth down, they'll send in Luke Bird, and they're going to have to punt the football away as it gets marked all the way back to near midfield with 12 seconds to go. Clock continuing to run. Bird, Bird may or may not get the punt off. Two touchdowns off the board. That's in a, right. In a game like this. That's going to do it for the end of the third quarter. So as we head to the fourth, your score, it is now Fenwick 37, Roger Bacon 7. Need your car fixed and have no idea where to go? Stay local. Take your vehicle to Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive in Green Hills on 48 Eswin Street. Matt's customers like their prompt, reliable service at a price you can afford. In fact, most customers refer Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive to their friends and family. Simply put, he runs his business the way all auto service centers should be, with integrity. Pioneer Automotive, they get the job done right. Pioneer Automotive, located at 48 Eswin Street. Call them at 513-851-5131. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. So the Spartans will punt the football away. Back set to return is Classeri. Bird will punt it away and now the official blows his whistle and not sure what could be the problem now at the beginning. Oh, one of the officials was... Indisposed. <laughs> he was daydreaming somewhere. Yeah. Some, somewhere up the right side, and he just was not sure what was happening. But, boy, a bad punt, bad snap. Bird's going to keep it himself, and he's going to be brought down at the 42-yard line. Had a chance. I, th- I think he slipped a little bit. You know, it's rained a little a little here this, this evening, so had it for a moment, lost his footing, and, and ends up giving them great field position uh when they, when they didn't need to do that, did they, Dave? No. So the ball is going to be spotted at the 43-yard line. It was actually a gain of about four for Bird, but not enough for a first down, and that is where the Spartans will give it up at their own 43. The clock continues to run. Now we're in the running clock situation. As if anybody knows how the running clock works. I don't think there's anybody, including people in the OHSAA, that knows how the running clock is supposed to work. Well, I can assure you these guys don't because <laughs> they can't get anything else right. So Janik, still the quarterback. He's got Davis to the left of him now as Fessler is out of the ball game, And the handoff goes to Davis. And Davis, off right tackle, is going to be stacked up and brought down for maybe about a yard loss. That's it. You know, just keep fighting, doing positive things, and... uh... 
So to bring up second down, 12 yards to go. Right back at the 45-yard line. Tomorrow on Ultimate Sports Talk, college football. Mount St. Joseph taking on Defiance up in Northwest Ohio. 1.30 with the kickoff, 12.30 with Lion Rewind. Second down, 12. Hand off to Davis up the middle. Davis now off right tackle. Takes it out to the 41-yard line. And it brings up about third down. And call it eight yards to go for a first down for the Spartans. Or, excuse me, for Fenwick. They need to get down inside the 33-yard line. Janik, the quarterback, he's got Davis off to the right of him. And Janik takes the snap, hands it off to a fake handoff, and Janik is going to keep it himself. And He actually slid too early. He started a slide at the 35-yard line. He was two yards shy of the first down. If he had just run another step and then slid, he probably would have picked up the first down. Or just go forward, right? Yeah. Or just just fall forward and pick it up uh, versus that slide that... He's two yards shy, and it's fourth and two. Well, they'll, they'll probably pick it up, right? I mean, they've got to be averaging eight yards a carry tonight. But, well, Davis is in the backfield. Rucker comes out wide to the left. Handoff goes to Davis. Davis is going to be stacked up. He's not going to get it. It's going to be stopped at the 35-yard line, and Fenwick will turn it over on downs. 9.27 to go in the game. It's now Fenwick 37, Roger Bacon 7. Hey, it's Mal Egger. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you know about your insurance? Chances are you know how much you pay for it, but do you really know what your coverage is? Chances are you don't, and that's because most insurance companies don't go out of their way to make sure you understand what you're buying. That's why RJL is different. They design insurance programs that they monitor continually, and they make sure they adapt your coverage as your life changes. Call RJL Insurance today. Obtain a quote from Rob, Jared, or Kevin at 513-322-5637. Well, Fenwick, some disorganization on the defensive end, and the pass from Bullock out to the left-hand side to Coleman complete out to the 36-yard line, just a yard gain. Yeah, and Kuhlman not himself, right? He, he's gotten three on, on some releases downfield that, that Bulk has missed, but, uh, you know, that, that ankle injury just not, not doing him any favors on, on a night like tonight. No, it's really not. Kiner to the left of Bullock out of the pistol. Receiver split out wide on both sides. Hand off to Kiner off right tackle. Now he bounces it to the outside. Now back up the middle across the 40, and he's going to be brought down at the 43-yard line. Made something out of nothing because he, he looked dead to right there for a minute. Gain of about seven. And it brings up third down and three yards to go. Ball out at the 43-yard line. 8.24 and running. Left to go in the final home game of the season for the Spartans. Next week will be at Purcell and wrap up the regular season. Snap was made, but the officials blew it dead. Appears to be a false start called against Roger Bacon. And the thing about it is, Rob, I haven't seen the halftime stats or the game stats, but I would love to see the penalties of this ball game. And just, I cannot remember, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember a single penalty being called against Fenwick yet. I don't believe so. And uh, Bacon has to be going on 100 yards of penalties. If you throw in some blown snaps, we're probably at 150 uh, of going the wrong direction. 
third down. Well, they really didn't call anything. It's still third down and two yards to go, and the handoff goes to Kiner. Takes it around the left-hand side, and Kiner gets hit and dropped in the backfield back at the 38-yard line. Dylan Polk was trying to make a great block, but he ended up pushing the defender right into Kiner. We're down to... uh... Almost four quarters left, Dave, in the season. It's hard to yep. believe, right? Yeah, it is. Flew, flew by, considering we had treks to Huron and Carroll. And the Huron game was fun. That was a fun time. Dropping back is Bullock. Bullock on fourth down and ten. Flips it out to the right side, and it is complete to Kiner. And Kiner is going to be hit at the line of scrimmage and dropped. You know what I don't get is uh, you can call a targeting penalty on something that clearly wasn't. Uh, but the the delay to forward progress sometimes I think is far more detrimental yeah. to players than the targeting. I mean, I think the focus is wrong. There's no consistency, and uh, it's just kind of embarrassing. So the Spartans will turn it over on down, 6.59. And, and this is what I mean by the inconsistency of the running clock. Uh, there are officials that on the change of possession, the clock continues to run. These time, this time the officials stopped the clock, let both sides exchange their offense for defense, and then he restarts the clock. There, there's just a differential of how to run the running clock by every officiating crew. Hand off to Davis right up the middle, and he's going to be stacked up and brought down right at the 40-yard line for a loss of two. Well, I, I think in general there's a difference between the officials when it comes to calling everything. Uh, as we see week after week, when you're up here talking about it and really making observations about what's going on, the inconsistency of these officials really surfaces. And again, they're, you know, they're part-time guys who are here. On, I don't know what they make, 20 bucks a game or whatever it is. Oh no, they make a lot more than that. It's it's more than 20 bucks a game. Well then, I'll I'll tell you in a second. But uh, handoff goes to Davis. Davis right up the middle, cuts it off left tackle to the 40, down to the 35-yard line. Now I don't know how much these guys are making, Rob, but I can tell you, in Central Ohio through the officiating uh, association, they make a hundred dollars for the referee and eighty dollars for every official after that per game. Well, then some of these guys should have ski masks on because they are robbing OHSAA if these are the quality officials you're putting out here uh, on a Friday night. I'm looking at the penalties right now. Well, that's Carroll. I was trying to see the uh, penalty situation, and the handoff goes up the middle to Davis. Davis on third down and about five yards to go. Struggles forward out to the 31-yard line. And it brings up fourth down and about three yards to go for a first down. So if, uh, if anyone's listening out there, I do want to remind you, open house next Sunday or Sunday the 28th, rather. Not this Sunday, but the next. Uh, 1 o'clock to 3 p.m. here at Roger Bacon. Highly recommend you check it out. Alumni, friends, just come see the place. Fourth down, three yards to go. Janik, the quarterback, barking out the calls. Now looks over to the sideline to get the play call again. And Janik, handoff. Looked like a Statue of Liberty play. Takes it down to the 30-yard line, Davis. He's... About two yards shy of the first down. He needed to get to the 28. He got to the 30. 
And that'll turn it over on downs to the Spartans with 4.44 left to go in this ball game, and it is now 37-7 Fenwick. The Lucky Turtle is located in Finneytown on 8621 Winton Road next to Arby's. With 23 taps of rotating craft and local beers, plus a large selection of other fine spirits, the Lucky Turtle has weekly events, including live music, vinyl night on Tuesdays, and trivia on Thursdays. They offer great food options from empanadas, a key, or you can bring in your own food. The Lucky Turtle is very accommodating for parties and events, so stop in for a relaxing, no-frills good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Cena, Roger Bacon, class of 1991. Well, while you were away, Tyler Bullock dropped back the pass and threw a bullet out to the right flat to Brandon Tumlin, and he took it out to the 40-yard line, gain of 11, and a first down for the Spartans. They've got a first and 10 at their own 40. Rain really coming down now. 4.06 remaining to go. Dropping back is Bullock. Bullock looks out to the left, and it is incomplete to Tumlin. Same play, other side. And Tumlin this time couldn't come up with it. Turned his head too soon. Same thing he did earlier where he's looking upfield, wondering what to do with the ball versus just securing it first, pulling in, and making a good catch. Next week, Purcell will be there. 7 o'clock kickoff. And 6 o'clock with the pregame show starting with Spartan Rewind. Final game of the season. 335 and running left to go in this one. Bullock drops back on second down. He's looking upfield. Good protection. Throws it up the right side, and it is incomplete to Luke Bird. Didn't give him a chance. It threw to the inside instead of the outside. And uh, Luke had to kind of work around the defender to even have a chance at it. And that brings it third down. Ten yards to go for the Spartans. Ball at their own 40. But speaking of, you know, we talked a lot this week with homecoming about 91 years. That's how far the rivalry with Purcell goes back. So it is uh, it is a, as long-standing as you can get here in Cincinnati. And you can remember every game. I do, yeah. For a 29-year-old, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Tumlin moves in motion to the far side. Low snap. Bullock's got it. Pitches it out around the left-hand side to Kiner. Kiner is backpedaling. He's trying to get away from tackles. He's all the way back to the 25, trying to make something happen, dancing all over, and he's got nowhere to go, and he's going to be dropped all the way back to the 23-yard line. Loss of... 18 yards on the play. Yeah, just trying to make a play uh, for his team, right? He's a fighter. He, he's going to go to war every time. And uh, no no surprise there that, that he was going to keep fighting until he was down. So it's fourth down, and the Spartans will punt the football away, and Luke Bird will come in to do it. Clisera will be back at his own 40 to receive this punt last time. It was just a bad snap to Bird, and he ended up. And the punt is a high one by Bird, and it will be bounce at about the 50-yard line, and it will just die at about the 47-yard line, and that is where Fenwick will take over. A minute 42 to go in the ballgame. It's Fenwick 37, Roger Bacon 7. 
Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained our reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. That's stacyheatingandair.com. Well, Fenwick will come out, and they have the ball at their own 49-yard line with a minute 35 and running left to go. Handoff up the middle, and the running back will be just stacked up and down for about a yard loss on the play, bring up second and 11. I'm surprised they just don't victory formation it, right? I mean, there's... I am too. Not much bacon can do here. It's going to run out either way. Fenwick's going to move to 7-2 and two overall, 5-1 and one in the GCL. Spartans will go to 3-6. and six. They need a victory next week to even their record from a year ago. Minute to go in the ballgame. Final home game of the year. Janik, the quarterback. And another handoff right up the middle and stacked up and brought down right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Under 50 seconds to go in the ballgame. So who's the mount got tomorrow? Defiance. Defiance? Defiance is winless. Wow. But coming off of a disappointing loss last week, the Mount had to Franklin. It's got to get your daubers back up. And you, these are the games that you should dominate and win. We'll see. Janik should be the last snap of the ball game. 25 seconds to go. Takes the snap, handoff right up the middle, and stacked up and down right at the 50-yard line. 16 seconds to go in the ball game, and that really should do it. Both teams are starting to come off to the sidelines, so the Spartans will drop their record to three and six on the year. Fenwick goes to seven and two. And your final score here tonight, Fenwick thirty seven. Roger Bacon, 7. Rob and I will be back to wrap it up after these timeouts. Do you hate that feeling when you get in your car and the sun hits you directly in the eyes? Call T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. And if your audio system makes you feel sad and grumpy, T-Spot can set you up nicely with a new system that puts you in the middle of the music. Call 513-829-2530. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio has a vast depth of knowledge and provides genuine, reasonable, meticulous work. Let us help. T-Spot, window tinting and audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. Call 513-829-2530. 